Hey, what's going on, guys? Got some great news for you. We are now sponsored by Manscaped. Support for the Jeff vs. the World podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide in trust with this exclusive offer for you, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code JVTWHC at manscaped.com. Imagine shaving with a sleek, well-designed, and optimized trimmer that makes shaving time your favorite time in the bathroom. I'm one of the first people to try the new 4.0, and I am blown away by the performance. The craftsmanship and details on 4.0 are next level. Gone are the days when you got to fumble around with a disposable razor, nicking yourself, getting mocked at at love time. Uh-uh, that's not what we're doing in 2021. Manscaped engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and an incredible, comfortable grooming experience. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. I now feel confident shaving my boys. This upgraded trimmer includes a multifunction on off switch that can engage a travel lock. It also gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. The Lawnmower 4.0 even allows you to customize the trim through additional guard lengths with sizes one through four. Did I mention wireless charging? The new wireless charging system uses electromagnetic induction, which can help battery length last longer. Men, if you've been shaving with the same nut trim on your face, you've been doing it wrong. No person wants to end with pubes in their mouth. It's time to get your own ball of hair and body trim with Manscaped to make me time the best time and enhance your confidence with some nice smooth boys. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code JBTWHC at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Also remember, get 20% off free shipping by using the code JVTWHC. And you get 20% off and free shipping. You can't beat that deal. Remember, Manscaped. Welcome, everybody, to Jeff versus the World Presents Hood Classics Extra. Uh, this is something new we're doing on Patreon. Uh, but it's going to be kind of familiar. But like always, I got my man here, Shahid. What is going on, good sir? Uh, nothing much. <laughs> uh, That's what's going on. Y'all picked, of course, the first Patreon movie. We picked one of the longest movies ever made. But you know, that's good. This is a growing experience. This is definitely a growing experience because uh, you gave me fair warning. Uh, and shout out to Carlos. These are going to be his movies uh, this week and next week. We're going to be going through The Godfather. Well, at least the first two. Um, I don't think we'll ever do the third one, but uh, we're going to be doing part one and part two. And this movie's really long in detail. It's a great, it's, it, it is a great movie. That is no question about that. It's depressing and it's problematic too as well. But uh, I mean, saying great movies kind of understating it. Well, how would you state it then? Um, most people pick the greatest movies of all time. They normally talk about either this one or the sequel. See, I, I, that's what I was going to lean to. I I prefer the <laughs> second one more than this one. But I mean, I, I, you know, I got respect for this one. I mean, let's see how it's laid out. 
I'm, I'm glad you have respect for the Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, this movie is in, it has an insane cast: uh, Marlon Brando, Al Pacino, James Kane, uh Robert Duvall, uh, Wait, James who? James Kane. That's not how you pronounce his last name. How you say it? Kane. Oh, I'm sorry. I may mess James up. Hey, Carlos Life for his money back. Oh, good God, man. Khan. Is that better, James Khan? Is that, is that. If somebody said Al Pacino, how would you say? <laughs> you have a point, but still. Yeah, so James Khan. How did I mess up on that name? Either way. No matter here. Um, this movie is, I mean, like I said, the cast is insane. The budget was between six and seven million, and the box office is what, 250? Somewhere between there? Somewhere between two, no, let me look. Somewhere between 246 and 287. So, however that math works out. And I can be honest, I didn't see this movie until my. Eighteen when I was like maybe fifteen or sixteen, maybe. We came on the seventies. Yeah, but I didn't see. You know, I wasn't paying attention to it then until I started getting into like the get. You know, first it was Scarface, and then everybody was like, "Oh, well, you gotta see this movie. You gotta see this movie." So then it became you know going down the rabbit hole. I just like how you see like, oh, it's this movie I I heard about but didn't really see. <laughs> I saw the Godfather. I've seen the Godfather. I first saw it like in the eighties when I was like a kid, and then I saw it in the nine. Like I, the out of all the movies we've done, I really didn't have to rewatch this because it. Like I remember, I might have been. It might be stuff in order. I wasn't sure about. I remember everything that happened. I've seen this movie about what ten, at least ten to fifteen times. At least I read the book twice. Ah. So I definitely, yeah, I definitely, I kind of like left, like, I don't really need to rewatch it, but I'll rewatch it anyway. And it was like, I didn't, it wasn't anything I forgot except for maybe how certain things all happen around, like within like a 15, 20 minute. Like the movie got real depressing in like a 10 to 15 minute segment before it quote unquote bounces back. Um, but no, it's, of course, this is like the movie. It's the movie every gangster movie compares itself to, every mob movie compares itself to, because this kind of like did it first and epically, and it did it better than anybody. Like it's a, it's funny, it's a it's a killer cast now, but that's because of this movie. Like they didn't want um, Al Pacino be Michael Corleone. He, was, he wasn't famous enough yet. Um, like James Caan was like a second or third choice. Like all these names became names. Like Marlon Brando was the was the only was like the main biggest name mm-hmm. that did this movie. When when the movie came out, he got paid a lot of money, won the Oscar for it, rightfully so. You think about his as far as people in my age range, you know, because I'm not old enough to watch a streetcar named Desire. I haven't decided to watch it. People like our age range, you think of Marlon Brando, you don't think of the Godfather. And then you might think of like maybe Superman. 
Um, like you knew Marlon Brando was like, like Marlon Brando, of course, like is just name. But how many Marlon Brando movies have you actually seen? Yeah, I think though, I think those two. I'm not, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it's Summers. Oh, I mean, and he was in the score. But at that point, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I never saw the Island Dr. Moreau. Um, oh, some of us might have seen The Graduate with him and Matthew Broderick. This is basically him riffing on the character of the Godfather. Because the funny thing about Marlon Brando is like he's super talented, and he also has a reputation to be like a, a asshole. Yeah, as I can see about some of the back back dealings with this movie, uh, you know, backstage stuff that happened. But let me ask you this: What's how much of the movie? Well, I shouldn't say that. But it, as far as the book goes, is a lot uh-huh. missing from the movie from the book? Yeah, because the book is so big. Okay, like the book is basically everything that's in the movie for the most part is in the book. Also, pieces of Godfather Two are also in the book. The main differences is the book expands on a lot more things. Like you, know, you learn a lot more about. I use an example. Remember the bridesmaid that somebody was messing with? Mm-hmm. She has her own character arc in a book. Like after Sunny dies and everything that happens with her. That involves Vegas, um, that involves Johnny Fontaine and stuff. Like she has her own story arc that explains what she did and everything that go with her. The cop that shoots um Barzini at the end. He has his own he tells his own origin story, where he came from, how he learned the skills, how he joined the family, like so stuff like that. So it okay. expands on stuff you already know and it just goes Deeply into it. Perfect example, Luca Brasi. They talk about him, but you don't see him acting like you don't know why about time like, yeah. Like he he dangerous even for us. They don't really go in depth into it, even while like Michael Prolong's like, you know, I really need to talk to him. Like I really need to see him like they you always wonder why it's kinda like everybody's kinda all put by this loyal guy that's clearly like an important part. And the book delves exactly why it's like that. Like, he's a monster. Like, he's based like Frankenstein's monster employed by Vito Corleone as like a super weapon. Gotcha. So that's the difference. It, it, goes in, it goes in depth with different characters and like a lot of side characters and a lot of stuff was going on. Book's an excellent read. Yeah, so I think I need to very eventually read it. Um, do we need to give a synopsis? Or, well, we should at least... Give a little synopsis. You don't need to get no synopsis. I mean, it's the Patreon. Yeah, 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 it's the Patreon. Everybody, like, it's the Godfather, Jeff. This is like, you know, hoop dreams. (laughs) Did you really like to say hoop dreams? I mean, (laughs) all right, let's go ahead and start it. Uh, What does this movie uh, start off at? Let's just go through it. Oh. With your favorite character doing something you said you would never do in your life because you was like, first time in my ass, he said, I tell him, get out my face. Please. <laughs> hey, I understand. Why would, asking, why would they be asking you for favors at your wedding? Listen, I know nobody would ask me for favors. That's not what I'm saying. You know exactly what I'm saying. I'm just saying, can you just imagine that in the black community of just people just saying, you know, your daughter's wedding day and you got. Come on, fam. Nah. Because some of the stuff is like, get out of here. If it's, if it's tradition, 
I understand. Some people know about like you trying to tell me black people don't follow tradition; they just follow their own. We yeah. follow tradition. Everybody, you know, cultures follow their traditions. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that kind of tradition in a black family it wouldn't fly at all. It just wouldn't fly because you get you get, you get irritated too fast. You saw soul food. <laughs> When I talk about cooking with fucking lard, <laughs> no, but I'm talking about Terry. Terry complained about what's saying it's always ATM, always Terry's money. She complained about, it, but she did it. Yeah, she, she did wasn't it. Michael Corleone level. She was a Michael, and she didn't have nowhere near the influence of Michael Corleone. So yeah, that's how it go. Yeah, it was. When, when you when you got it like that, part of part of the responsibility of having it like that is doing stuff like that. They ain't coming to him just because they coming to him because they know he can do it. That's the oh, point. That that's also true. But you're gonna let my joke fly though. I just want my joke to fly. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not letting your joke fly. Your joke is slanderous. <laughs> All right. Can we at least you just say can we at least just say the first the first request he got was disrespectful. Absolutely disrespectful. The respect that the request itself wasn't the manner in which it was approached. Definitely was. You might as well get it to it. Like the movie starts, you get simple credit, fifteen, like ten seconds. Then you hear, "I believe in America." And <laughs> stairs is undertaking giving this speech about you know how he believed in American dream, how he emigrated, he doing all good, you know, good life, good family. His daughter more Americanized. Some of you know. She went out, not with an Italian. We didn't drink whiskey. Some more basically, you know, she more I'm trying to, I'm not trying to be like you all backwards. I'm trying to be modern. Which is such a story with immigrants. Like first generation comes in, tries to make something for themselves and it's something better for the kids. And the next generation like, I ain't doing it your way. My name like my name Mike. My name Mike. My name not ethnic anymore. That old school stuff. Now I'm American, and that ha- and it's a story that everyone can relate to, because nearly everyone has gone through it in one way or another, except for us. Ours is different, where it takes more like it's not it's finances. Well, it's, us is kind of like you know when we make we make enough to make it to college. Then we start talking like we get Americanized. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, but so anyway, his go ahead. No, I was just about to say it's it's interesting how they portray that in movies. I you know I know it's like that in life, but in a lot of movies, it's always the kids or the grandkids, the younger. It's just like no, I don't want to live like this because nine times out of ten, the things that they see and the people they are around they don't know anything about that or they're living a different way that may seem interesting or fun or, you know, just a new way of young people acting. So, yeah, even in what this movie was in 72. So it's interesting that they, how, you know, how that was portrayed, even in that small scene. I mean, it's always been that way. Yeah. Probably always will be. So anyway, he explains like his daughter went out on a date they try to take advantage of her. After getting drunk, she fought back. They beat her up, went to court. They get any justice. Got suspended sentence. Got laughed at. And now you hear like, oh, Don Corleone, I need you to help me. 
Don Curon wasn't like, you know, we've been friends all these years. Never invited me over for a drink. You don't want to talk to me, even though, you know, my wife's supposed to be your wife. You know, like, we've, like this, is, this isn't just like a friend thing. This is like, you know, we've known each other for a long time, but you didn't want to roll with me because you didn't want, you know, you knew how I roll. Like, you didn't want to get in trouble. You want that reputation. Man, here you come begging. On my daughter's birthday, talking about Don Corleone give me justice. But you ain't even asked for justice. You want vengeance. Because Bonas Terry wants to murdered. You, you won't even show me the respect to calling me Godfather. Oof. Man's came in with a request. I get it, though. I understand. He, he, he was in a position where he felt like, I, you know, I know what this man does. I know what he's into, and I don't want that life. I don't want to be involved. So I'm going to keep him at a distance until I need him. And so, you know. Yeah. And it's like, you know, oh, you know, you want them to be dead, but your daughter's alive. That's not justice. Like, I want, he's not like, you know, how much should I pay you? And he just looks at him like, why, why you keep spitting in my face? Bonus there. Bonus there. <laughs> Whatever do the guard is disrespect. He, he got to set him straight. Like, you know, he should have came to me first. And this has been my friend. And this has been handled. And they feared you. Instead, you want to run to the cops. Stop laughing. Now you're running me. And now you treat me like I'm just a hired hitman. Like, what I do to you? And he not really, that's the whole thing. He ain't loud about it. But his, his whole point is just like piercing. Like you treat you ask me for a favor, you treat me like trash. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Yeah. He didn't have to get loud. It, the truth hurt. <laughs> That's what they tell me. Nowadays, you know, when you hear somebody telling the truth, you gonna feel a certain type of way. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I you know, kiss the ring, be my friend, Godfather. He's like, you know, then remind like, you know, one day they may never come. You know, I might ask for a favor. I might need your skills and services. Like, just remind you, like, you know, probably won't need you. If I do, you better remember this. Mm-hmm. So, it's a, you know, that's just basically his day, doing favors for people. And why is he doing this? Because it's the Sicilian tradition, father can never turn down a request on the day of his daughter's wedding. And his daughter, his daughter... Connie. Hmm. married to Carlo Reese. Daughter played by Talia Shire. Adrian herself. It's so weird. It's not weird. It's just so, you know, you just think about her just being Adrian so long. Even me watching it yesterday, I was just like, this is just like really foreign. Because you see her in other things, but it's very, you know, that Adrian character is just so big. Or, you know, it's just, oh, this is different. Just seeing her be this character is <clears throat> Connie. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like you just it's funny because I saw I saw Rocky before I saw this. So every time I see him, I'm like, oh, it's Adrian. And I realized like this was first. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you still see him. And her character just goes through a character arc between Godfather One and Godfather Three. And boy, Connie just goes through it. You don't know yet, like Connie about to have a lot of Low singing and flower bringing because of this woman. Well, 
she wasn't wrong in this one. In part one, she was justified, but we'll get there. Yeah. Anyway, she's getting married. Other people ask for favors. One guy wanna, you know, need a favor. Cool, cause um this baker coming, this baker about to get repatriated back to Italy and he's messing around with the daughter. He's like, Oh, I wanna make sure you know she's pregnant, blah blah blah. The dad's like, you know, you want them to stay in America, you don't want them to get married. Like you don't need to spell out like, you know, he knocked the daughter up. Now you're trying to make an honest woman because you don't want no bastard running around in the forties. Cause that's the whole thing. You get real judgmental. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just the stuff here and there. So you see and it's just it's traditional Italian wedding. Everyone's having a good time, enjoying themselves, regular music and stuff. See the different people we can respect. First time you see Barzini. And they don't say who it is, but they focus on him a few times. Like, you know, he's a, he must be important. Mm-hmm. And they're about to take the family picture. It's like, no, we're Michael. I ain't taking a picture about Michael. That's how important Michael is. It's like Michael coming home. He's kind of like, I don't know, the black sheep. But like, partly part the black sheep, but part like, you know, the quote unquote chosen one. Yeah, family. like I'm, I'm proud. Of, I'm proud of my war hero son. Even though I saw how stupid it is, I didn't want him joining in the first place. I was um, when you had sent me that text, when I was like, oh, you know, <clears throat> as far as my, uh, Michael character and you know where he gets to at the end of the movie, I was just like, yeah, his his the the dad the, the Don was just hurt because he saw something bigger for him away from all the you know you know the money and the illegal shit that was happening and him to be into it yeah that gotta be some hurtful shit but uh yeah he loves michael he is he is the favorite son yeah my, you know michael shows up and michael's there more hero outfit his girl <laughs> the, biggest door, the biggest doormat walking k adams <laughs> Michael, <laughs> yeah, I well, it, so dirty. I just feel bad for her. I just always feel bad for her when I watch this movie. I'm just like, yeah, you get that first scene where it's all love, but after that, it's just like she go through it. She ain't got nothing going for herself except for Michael Corleone, which is hilarious because like this attractive, beautiful, and you know, intelligent woman in New York. Or, or being in like you know New England area where she's teaching or working like that, she can't find nobody else. Nobody else. Even after yeah. what a yeah, year would, or so. Yeah. I would find that unbelievable. But I grew up watching Gargoyles, where oh um, my god, a black <laughs> a black Mexican woman with blue hair, voiced by Sally Richardson, couldn't find anybody, so she was dating a rock. <laughs> Oh shit! <clears throat> so meanwhile, they, you know, they're going over the wedding. He's like, introducing people to the family and like that. What he does, and then who shows up? Fredo. Nah. Jumping Fredo. I know you didn't like this. He's like, you should have did so. He took, you know, what he only punches brother at the wedding. Damn right. Tyler Perry movie. Listen, you can make your point. Very clear, just like his father, without raising your voice or anything like that, bro. Back up a little bit. What you doing? But I get it. Uh, Fredo, haunt, 
Frail Ma- harmless. Oh, and you, yes. You said that, and my wife said that at the same time. She was like, he probably drunk. He ain't going to do nothing. Look at him. He know his brother. I was like, yeah, but still, I just feel a certain type of way because he was all smooching. This ain't Gator and Jungle Fever. <laughs> and if you still watch the movie, you can tell it ain't no menace to Fredo. No, yeah, I know. Which is a problem. Yeah, so it's like, yo, how's it going on? Nice to meet you. This is my brother, Michael. It's like being all cool. And it's funny, John Cazale didn't have a long career before he took a cancer, but almost every movie he was in hit. He's it's, really good. He gets to be like Mob like Deep if Mob Deep never made their first album and stopped at the murder music. Yeah. Yeah. He, how his career was. Every movie I've like, seen, every movie I've seen. Yeah. With the movies I've seen him in, I've never seen him have a bad performance. I've always intrigued with the character he's playing. He's 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 just really he was he was really good. So yeah, so that's going on, and I was waiting still going on. The corner is like you know, see this big man talking to himself. Don Corleone, thank you for inviting me to the wedding. I hope your daughter has a strong masculine child, healthy child. Going over to a speech. Kay's like, who's that? Oh, it's my man, Luca Brock. He works for my father. He's like, he's kind of scary. Then he tells the story about the whole. Later on, he tells the story about why how scary he is. He don't get to that point yet. Still wetting stuff going on. People taking pictures. Sonny ain't liking this. Gotta respect nothing. See, let's talk about Sonny Corleone. You mean the piece of trash, Sonny Corleone? He's just a hothead. That's just... It ain't no other way. He's a hothead. He's irrational. He's just... You know, the first reaction is going to be his reaction to everything. And that's why it was good to have Tom and other characters around him that like would think. Because <laughs> that family would have went downhill under Sonny. And his dad even knew that. No. It. See? This is where... If you've only watched the movie, all you want to have is like a negative opinion of Sonny and Sonny. Because the movie does him injustice because of the story. Okay. Because all you see is like hothead, that's irrational, listening, like that. You leave a part, it's kind of like Sonny got weight based off stuff that happened that they never talk about in the movie. Because I guess, because it's a story in the book, like Doc Corleone gets shot by some people. And he's incapacitated. So Sonny got to take over. And Sonny basically wiped out all, all his enemies. All of them. Like, Sonny had this keen ruthlessness and kind of like, you know, he was a hammer, but he could bash the shit out. So all this stuff kind of happened back in the day. Why, is why people are afraid of Sonny in the first place. Not just, I'm just, he ain't kind of like, I'm just a goon just to be a goon and I don't know how to think. No. Sonny's whole thing is he doesn't have discipline for long-term thinking. Short-term, a hammer, no. Sonny was doing stuff back in the day. But you don't know any of this if you only watch the movie. So that's one of the biggest, I think, out of of all of the characters, Sonny suffers the most movie to book. Because it kind of be like, if you saw, I use an example, if you 
only thought about Michael Jordan as the owner. You never knew him, like, you don't know anything about his playing career. And all you saw was this dude with yellow eyes and baggy jeans, like, owning the Charlotte Hornets that go 500 every year. Why is he a big deal? Why is he getting a show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Not that you didn't see it. You didn't know anything about his playing career or anything else. How would would you think about Michael Jordan? He'd just be a, a... yeah, black dude that on the team. Yeah, I get what you're saying, and that's and that's why I had asked you how much you know am I missing from the book? I felt and I kind of felt that watching it yesterday. I was just like, I feel like I should have read the book too, or I should like I, you know I need to read the book so that I can you know know a little bit more because that sounds more reasonable that he isn't just a hothead because I always wondered like people are afraid of him, but are they afraid of him just because you know he a snap or is it other reasons? So you gave me. You know, you're telling me there's no. more in the book, so. Yeah. And also, it's kind of like, you know, his father still is his father. Yeah. Just keep in mind who he's raised by, so, you know, and, he, and he's not he's not Fredo. Well, yeah, that's clear. So and, yeah, and it's just, well, I don't know what poor Fredo. So anyway, yeah, so we learn about Sonny. We also learn Sonny got a wandering eye. He's like, oh, you know, tell his wife, watch you watch, watch, watch the kids, you know, keep them cool. Like, you know, why don't you just watch yourself? Because even his wife knows Sonny. His wife knows what skill is with Sonny. Yeah. You see him flirting with his um, bridesmaid at a wedding. His wife, like, a table down. <laughs> she ain't gonna, like, she's not going to be the type where she's not that type of situation and scenario background she ain't gonna raise a scene at the wedding she gotta take it yeah she's is um she's not stupid let's just say that she knows what yeah like you said she knows what time it is but he the yeah, gall just to do that at the wedding is just like yo bro don't in the house no your daddy will yeah, beat your no, ass so that's what happened in the house whispering in the air tell her to go up go up the stairs and then go to the bathroom Put the tour, and I will say this: You remember that scene when his wife, when they asked him about Sunny, she keeps stretching her arms, her hands out. Why did you get the whole? Yeah, get to that. Yeah, that's a that is a big talking point in the book. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. This bridesmaid had like a deformity where. Sonny was the only person that could basically make her feel good. She got surgery. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Mario Cuso was wild. <laughs> so they out here getting it. All right. Mm-hmm. So he's out there getting it. So Menza, one of the, one of the Capricines of the time, out there dancing the storm, enjoying himself, drinking wine. You know, telling Paulie, like, go around the corner and do your job. It's kind of like it's it's funny we see like men dance with men, and it's just like oh that's how we do. Like a lot of different, like a lot of traditions do that, but mm-hmm. certain times, but because you see it now, you be laughing at it. That's y'all think y'all in sync. Yeah, but only only Americans kind of laugh at that. Everybody else just just does it. No big thing. Yeah, that just shows you how different we are and how we. Look at things. We all act because we're taught by the British, so we act backwards. 
I always make the joke like America will look a lot different. The French came first. Ooh, yep. That that's so definitely anyway, true. Go ahead. You learn, you know, waiting for the honor guest, just Kanye there, just you know, enjoying about getting married, getting all this all this cash, and then she loses her mind because Johnny Fontaine shows up. <laughs> oh, Johnny, I love you. <laughs> He's like, I know you know. Oh, y'all know Johnny Fontaine? Like, yeah, you know. He's the godson of my father. He's like, you know, Johnny Fontaine's like, I guess, Sinatra. Yeah. Would have been equivalent to Sinatra, or like Elvis, basically. Yeah, that's what I took. I took it more like Sinatra from. Yeah, like this big time star about to. Yeah, like this big time ethnic music star about to do movies like that. So he's like famous, famous, as far as like that universe goes. It's kind of like, you know, White was about to get his comeback streak. Like he was famous back in the day, kind of falling off a little bit, but the name's still there. Kind of about how I would say how people would look at Christina Aguilera. Yeah, okay. Where it's like you know the name, yeah. But oh. you can't remember the last Christina Aguilera album you bought. Yeah, like, okay, Christina okay. Aguilera show up. It's like it's still Christina Aguilera. Like you know who that is. Like she's still she's still famous, even if she hasn't doing stuff to like you know still, she's not doing the stuff at the level she was doing when she was famous. But she's still famous, so she got weight. Which, quick side note, I saw someone brought up. You know, Beyonce been doing it for almost Beyonce been doing it for a long time. She's still the top. I think it's unprecedented. Mm-hmm. Think about. When Destiny Child first came out, I remember Beyonce doing hooks on a Mill song. I remember yeah, that, that, that Adele, Rockefeller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for some reason, the only thing I remember, like that sticks out to me, I remember Destiny's Child, but I will always remember that K song that she did with that song she did with Case, or that video she was in a music video or something. Yeah, I think she was in a music video. That's what it was. And I was just and like, damn. The only, and she came, they came out around that time, and it's 2020, and Beyonce is like top three as far as fame and musicians. If she, yeah, yeah. At least. Yeah. Yeah, normally you, don't have a, you don't have a run like that. Like Michael Jackson had a run like that, and that's about it. Prince, because Prince didn't. Yes, yeah, I think she's. Like Prince was around. Prince was around. Prince was done. Like Prince. Was Prince was Prince, like, though. But it's Beyonce. Oh, she, yeah, but he was like not whole. I drop an album out. It's going number one. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Like, that about the early '90s. Like Prince was around after that. Like even kind of like you know, like the Mariah Carey come out. But the funny thing about. Matter. No, but the funny thing about Mike was I think it was only here that Mike kind of like. Everywhere else, he was still, you know, mad, you know, sell mad millions of records when he came out with something new. I think we lost, you know, yeah. we got lost, got disinterested earlier than that's everybody else. No, that's because Mike, Mike wasn't performing here anymore. Well, but that too. What, as, soon as, say, as soon as people say Mike rather go back on tour, everybody was ready to get Mike again. So yeah. it was kind of like for all the baggage and everything and all the noise that came around at the end of the day, once Mike was like, I'm ready to drop this album. People are like, oh, I, I want to hear Michael Jackson again. 
So, yeah, Mike's the only one. Like, that type of longevity. Like, I'm at the top all this time, and I can bring a new, new something out, and it just hits. And I was just thinking, like, so it popped in my head yesterday. It popped in my head earlier, like, because he was in that remix with Megan. And it's kind of like, Beyonce has been doing this a long time. Because everybody else, everybody else who came out around the time she's doing, if they do a music, ain't nobody hitting. Yeah, they ain't hitting. She just, she just, she's this high level. Like, she just, <laughs> she ain't stopping. That's all I can say. So he back to Johnny Fontaine, who was currently now at a high level. <laughs> one of the reasons why he showed up at the wedding, besides the fact he's a good godson. So Mike tells came about the story about, you know, yeah, when he was coming up, he signed with this band leader. Then he got big, tried to break the contract. Band leader was on his puff shit. So first his dad offered him $10,000. He was like, no. Next day he shows up with Luca Brasi. Band leader signs for $1,000. He's like, I'll go from 10000 to 1000 Well, Bob made him offer you to and Luca Brasi up there said either his signature or his brains would be on this contract. So besides, he's like, those, you know, my father's people, that's, that's them, that's not me. It's just business, Kay, we don't worry about it. I'm not like that, Kay, but my family like that. <laughs> you can relax. Because she's kind of looking like, um, who am I thinking? And she's that, maybe she said she'd been asked this question a while ago. It seems like the red flags were there. Especially in this whole, you know, him telling the story of what's going on in the family and stuff like that. The red flags were right there for her. So she had an opportunity to be like, you know what? I like you, but I don't like you that much. But like this does life. Love is a thing, so she liked that thug life. She liked them thugs, some educated thugs. They <laughs> A lot of people, well, not everybody, a lot of people like him. It was like, you know, Mike, keep in mind, Mike looks the way he looks, dash and like that, and he's a war hero. Not just in the war, a hero got medals. Yeah. Like, he was out there doing his stuff, so it was like, he this patriotic hero came back with all his limbs and stuff, come back with a good family, a good, rich-ass family, because keep in mind, Michael Corleone paid, like Vito Corleone is paid. They never go into how rich he is, but considering how much influence he had tomorrow, he got all the judges, politicians, a senator sending the gift basket. He got, Ooh, hey. I need a favor. Not my paisan, get the Jewish congressman. Like he got multiple congressmen, senators, and judges. Just, I'm sitting, sorry I couldn't come to your wedding, but here's these gifts. My token appreciation. This, this just shows you how, it, listen. The other families are tight about this because he ain't sharing them. <laughs> he is not sharing. He is not like, oh, yeah, I'll let you hook up with this lawyer or talk to this congressman. No, because y'all doing some shit I don't want to get involved in. With good reason. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yes. Yeah, because he's like, yeah, they wouldn't be my friends. Y'all start slinging dope. Right. So we'll get to that point. But anyway, Johnny's there. Somebody trying to get this movie deal, but this movie producer won't get it to him. He's like, "Oh, you know, voice girl, and oh no, be a man. You can act like man. Max, what's the matter with you? This how you come back around like the little Pinocchio, just running. <laughs> what can I do? What this can is I do? and Tom making the corner laughing. 
this the only time he raises his voice. He's acting like a man. I was like, whoa. All right. No, Donnie, his godson. He likes to see his godson, somebody he got affection for. He's like, you know, I told you, Johnny, show up. He's a good guy. Tom Hagen, hey, like, he probably just needs a favor. And that's good. He came to me asking me for a favor, like he should. Because Tom, Tom hates the sideline. Like, <laughs> so <laughs> Tom won't hate. He was just spitting facts. That's all he was doing. He was hating. He was spitting. He was spitting facts and hating. Okay, yeah, we can agree. So he tells me things like, you know, are you spending time with your family? I'm like a man who don't spend time with family can never be a real man. He's like, you know, rest, chill out for a month, get your voice together, and I'll take care of it. And they explain like the whole, they go in, in the book is all in detail. Like Johnny Fontaine was struggling. Like he was getting, he's going through a divorce, giving his wife, like, you know, um, but he was, you know, taking care of his ex-wife and the kids, make sure they're getting child support, was giving too much. His, Cause he's like, you know, yeah, take care of them. Don't, don't go overboard. Like be there, but don't be a, basically he was saying, don't be a sucker. Rest up. Stop messing around with all these wild ass women. Rest your voice and everything. Chill out and you'll be fine. I'll take care of the stuff with Walt. So he's like, if there's, if there's nothing else, I'm ready to go to the wedding, see my daughter get married. So they take the picture. She gets the first dance with the father. See the picture. A happy family. Mm-hmm. Sonny and his wife. Fredo, Michael, Michael's bringing a girlfriend to the picture. Okay, like, no, no, no. Mike, like, nah, I'll take the picture. Had to be a big deal. You don't bring no random girl. Like, we had a rule. You only bring people home to family if you married, about to get married. Yeah, you plan on marrying. You just like, my girlfriend. That's how we roll. I can only imagine how it was for them. Yeah. Um, you know, it's almost, no. No, I'm not gonna say. I was gonna say this almost like that in our community, because I'm just trying to think as far as myself, how many women, girls did I bring to meet my mom? And I'm just like, no, nah, I really won't doing stuff like that. Especially if I knew, you know, what I'm saying who I was dealing with or something like that. Because you only, you especially in the black house, you just don't bring randoms. And some people do, but a random, nah, nah. You either, you either going out. Uh, to to a certain degree, and they're not just hooking up. It's got to be more than just hooking up. You just don't bring no hookup to. Oh, come on, let's go to this wedding or cookout or whatever. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's how as it should be. You bring these harlots around. <laughs> <laughs> but now, sometimes, I, well, no, nah, I'm not gonna say that. Yeah, let's keep going. So, Tom, I was on the plane. He's like, oh, I'm going on the plane. Lay your hand, the stuff will walk. Then I come back because, like, you know, I just call us the lot, so. He's a date. It's like, okay, got take care of this stuff for my guy, for my own guy, son. We talk about we get back. He flies. That's how important it is, you know, that Johnny Fontaine is. He said, and Tom Hagen, who is in, you know, basically on the fast track to be consigliere, which is a big deal because he's not Sicilian, not even Italian. And it's kind of like normally that job is kind of like, you know, Sicilian only, or at least Italian. 
they kind of looking at like stop, like looking at Dom sideways and slipping. And Tom is a member of the family because Sonny found him in the streets, took him home. He never left. I like. Okay. But surveys I always found that just weird, like the way they explain that. I know what they're saying. I know exactly what they're saying. But the way they say it in the movie makes it like he was like a damn pet. I found him. <laughs> just brought him home. Like, damn. I mean, I hear. Yeah. No, they go into more detail in the book. Like his parents, I think his dad, like an alcoholic, and his mom went crazy or something like that. So he was basically kind of like an orphan, gotcha. so to speak. And he never changed his name. His, you know, um, Vito adopted him, but had him keep his name for respect for his family. And then when he grew up, he said, when he grew up, he was like, oh, what you want to do with your life? Go to college, you want to do whatever you want. He's like, I want to work for you. So he went to college, became a lawyer. And was like basically groomed to basically be the new conciliary. Because the book starts, okay, the book kind of starts with them dealing with his previous conciliary dying. The guy that kind of he grew up with was like the right hand man before Tom Hagen. Mm, and they're okay. going like the hospital funeral. So it starts with that and leads with Tom Hagen kind of like grooming to be in charge. But you don't you don't get it. It's, that's the problem. It's not the problem with the movie. The movie's three hours. But it's only so much stuff you can fit in with three hours. And I have the advantage because it's kind of like reading a book. Stuff makes a lot more stuff makes more sense. Stuff has more weight. You understand like certain characters why they're treated that way. It doesn't. You don't necessarily have to read the book to enjoy the movie. Yeah, but reading the book will help you enjoy the movie more. Yeah. So anyway, he goes there. See Jack walks like, oh, you know, I represent my client. He helped me some problems. You know, you might be having a strike come up soon enough. When your co-stars, you know, is about to graduate from marijuana to heroin, I can help you with rehab. Jack Walt, like, you trying to shake me down? You blah, 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 whop and all that. Mm-hmm. Oh, the language in this movie is ridiculous. I mean, you talking about problematic, like, I'm German-Irish. So, excuse me, my Krautnik friend. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> There's no way I can get shake down and blah, blah, blah. Because Jack Walt's a big old white loud mouth. I'm, you know, I'm Jack Walsh. You ain't gonna do nothing with me, and da da da. And I never even heard of you. I heard all the big lawyers. Like I got one. I must. I have a special law one client. I give you a card. You know, I give you my card. Give me a call. I enjoy your movies. Cause Tom Hagen knows, you know, moves the other side of the pillow when he handles business. Like he don't be taking flights to get all mad when they're dealing with strangers. He's like, you know, I understand. I'm a fan of your movies. Give me a call. So. Walt gets a call, find like, oh, why you tell me you work for Cor- you know, Vito Corleone? I was like, I don't like dropping the name, just to drop it. Now he all nice, jump around, this big ass house. And one of the few times, the only time you see black people in the movie, of course, David. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> Go ahead, keep going. Cartoon, cartoon $750,000 in the 40s for a horse. That's insane. That horse costs more than jewels and probably making a fight. <laughs> yeah. He's bringing about his horse and everything, show him around. It's like 
comic and ask, so I'm just trying to get Johnny Fontaine's movie. It's like, you know, we should be asking for anything else. So I can't do that. Is there anything else? I'm like, no. No. He's like, I'll explain to you why this movie will make him a star. It's a big break. And I, that's why he can't get it. He ruined one of my starlets. He realized this is over a woman. Yeah. Not just, I mean, not just any woman. He's like, you know, found this young star, invested all this money, dancing lessons, singing lessons, acting lessons. You know, she, she's about to be the next big star. And then Johnny Fontaine with his olive for charm. Guinea sensibility. They're like, ugh, why Jack was out to a big game and swept off the feet? Just ruined, you know, she threw it all away. And this is y'all not a hard hearted man. You know, she was young. She was beautiful. She was the best piece of ass I ever had. And I had them all over the world. So was he saying he 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 got them cheeks? Was that what, exactly what he was saying? What? As far as he got the cheeks and no, 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 oh, Jack, Jack. Yeah, with Jack saying he, you know, he got the cheeks and then he just upset because yeah. you know Johnny got the cheeks. He upset because this woman, no, he's up not just that, he's upset that this woman that he groomed and spent all this time, effort, and resources in just bounced. Like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm I love Johnny Fontaine, I don't like doing movies. Okay, like she gave her career. Johnny put it on her. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Tom was like, there'll be shit going on. But it was like, all right, you know, must you take me home? You know, Doc Quill always like hearing bad news as soon as possible. What's left out from the movie compared to book is Jack Walt is a pedophile. Mm, so that, okay, that's why he emphasized young like that. Because I was like, why do you say young like that? But it was like, she, this star was like, yeah, she's relatively young as far as like prime her 20s. But no, it's a scene in the book where it's like, it's some damn girl. She used to be like, what, 11 or 12. Oh, no, fuck him. That's at the crib that he just, he just did something before um, Tom Hagen show up. Like, she's, like she's leaving with her mom. Mom kind of like what she's looking at. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> I can see why he left that part. Like it's not necessary in a movie, but reading that in the book is like, yeah, fuck Jack Walt. So anyway, he there chilling in the crib, and he waking up. He's like, why well, my sheets wet? I pee on myself. He's looking on the sheets. He's blood. He's rolling down. And at first I'm like, chop his feet off. Yeah, same thing more I thought. <laughs> music keep, the music keeps rising, and then you see the horse head. He's screaming, ah, ah, the camera keeps going back, and he out there shouting, and it's like, you know, then it goes to Peter Corleone, and he's got this look like, eh, oh, well. I always, I always think of that part, I'm like, first of all, that's some hell of an acting to get you, you know, to get yourself to scream like that, because that man said, like, he was about to have a damn heart attack and a rizzle. I was like, Jesus, take it easy, old man. Have some good acting there, very uh, very good. And I, cause I know I remember seeing it the first first time I saw. It. I'm like you. I'm like, what they do? Cut him up or do something? He just bleeding out. Did just to see that horse head? I'm just like, fuck me. I wasn't ready for that shit. And I even think nothing about. Oh, they would put a horse head in the bed with him. Shit. Yeah, that that that'll straighten you up. How you act right? Cause he did it. He didn't even know he was sleep. 
Yeah, so then we get then we get this stuff with so it's like you got a meeting, here's the info we got about them. You know, on be the knife, they call him the Turk. Cause we had, you know, got poppy filled some turkey. He just needs cash and protection. And, you know, say moving this weight. Like what you think, Santino? A lot of money in that powder. It's like, yeah, a whole lot whole lot of money. And this is kinda like the movie's basically Vito Corleone's the old guard trying to adapt to the new era. Kinda knowing that his whole thing is he knows how things will play out twenty years from now. People are more focused about how things will play five years from now. Like he's like, it's all this quick money. I got to pay my people to not do it, but they're going to do it. Like, if it's so much money, it's only so many times I can tell them no, so they do it anyway. So it's going to be done. We might as well jump in it. And he like, nah, it's not going to end well for us because people are cool with certain vices. They're going to be cool with dope. Mm-hmm. He already know. But he also knows kind of like, he's, the funny thing about this movie is Vito Corleone kind of washed up. Like semi washed. Like he ain't his prom. He's not in his prom anymore. He's kind of like, you know, he's what? Jimmy Johnson on the Dolphins? Ooh. Or like Par- or like Parcells and the Cowboys. Like I still win. I'm still successful. I still got the name, but I'm not Bill Parcells and the Giants or even Bill Parcells and the Corn. These the Patriots. These these youngins these youngins wouldn't be so quick to take a swing 10 years ago. But now it's like, oh, no, I'm going to take my shot. Yeah. Like the old heads don't give me respect because they grew up with me. So they know they were there when I was doing my dirt. So they know. Young dudes like, yeah, you know, you was hot then. What about now? You know, like you still got the name, but you still got that fire. Like, of course not because you, you old and comfortable. Mm-hmm. No more, no more beefing, no wars. Everybody, everybody comfortable, everybody living, living good. So you don't need to have that type of fire. So anyway, so Loku shows up, looking like, yeah, you can tell he's serious. Just the way his head shakes. He got that block. He got that big old blockhead. Just like no jokes. Like you know, thank you for meeting me. Break it down. You can make. Like, you know, five million, like, you make millions the first two years. It's going to get better from then. All I need some cash. Protection, you get 30%. Like, well, what did the detectives get? You know, because you realize you work with the, with the detectives as far as, like, helping with distribution and all that. Other stuff. Like, I'm going to take care of them for my share. And Sonny makes a mistake saying, you're trying to tell me the detectives are going to, you know, want to guarantee blah, blah, blah. Like, talking out of turn because if he don't realize how fatal, they don't enforce how fatal it is in the movie. And the book is like, what you doing? Because it's like they explain how Salato just, just look like, oh, okay. So some people that's cool with this deal, I just got to get rid of people who not cool. Mm-hmm. Had Sonny not said anything, it's a whole different story. Because Don's like, you know, I got to tell you, like I met you because you were an important serious man. And I should respect the meeting you. I got to tell you no, and here's why. Yeah, I got judges. I got protection. But they protect me because it's vices that they do. You know, stuff that they would want to do anyway, but the church tells them, you know, you're like, whatever. Like gambling, alcohol, women, that's fine. 
drugs, nobody's cool with. I get in drugs, that protection gonna be gone. It's not worth it. Funny that he ended up being wrong, but I can see where he came from. Yeah, I can see what he was thinking too. Like, nah, you you gonna you gonna gonna mess up everything. I don't know. It's I don't know how wrong he is because you look at kind of like the mob. Like the mob was around. Like you know, mob's still around now, but like how people looked at like the mob like the eighties and nineties was nowhere near the same. It was in like the thirties and forties and fifties. Like rap people like looking like God is like this big thing and everything like that. But you look back at like he was a, he was a dummy. Like Vito Corleone's daughters would never know no real real mob daughters of New York. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. Ain't nowhere in the world, you know, Barzini would have a son on like loving hip hop. So. <laughs> Now it's kind of like that's just a thing. So it's just a different vibe. So these, like, Sonny, come here. What's the matter with you? I think it's all comedy doing this girl's mess up with your brain. Don't ever tell people outside the family to chicken again. Get out of here. Yeah, we don't, we don't know something like stop messing with this young girl. <laughs> oh, shit. Yo, I just was like, he corrected him, but he didn't do it. In front of anybody, like it was, I, I I appreciated that. Like he wanted, to, you know, nah, man, let me take you to the side. I ain't gonna do it in front of everybody, but you you fucking up, basic. I don't do that again. Because you know sometimes that shit can go left when somebody you know embarrass you in front of everybody. We've seen plenty of movies, plenty of things to go down like that. As far as now, they feel all embarrassed and you do that in front of everybody. But here's the thing. But no, here's the thing. They ain't gonna mess his dad. And that they that type of family, and they explain the book like you know, when he rebukes them, they have this way like Sonny be all like pout with everything like that, and get all mad, but he don't like leech anything like that. Fredo get afraid, Mike just smile, just gonna talk like a month. Like Mike just type like all right, Mike like Marvin Harrison. Who? Like they, they talk about the temp- they talk about the temperament. Yeah, I mean that wide receiver on the coast. Mike, is, they talk about the temperament of the kids involved in like how they deal with their dad and how they had different personalities. And it's like Sonny would never even think of like barking on his dad. That would never cross his mind at all. He ain't ter- this ain't power. Yeah. Well, even then, you know, he kind of you saw that. That was probably the only person that could, you know, tell him something. He just, you, you're going to accept this, and there ain't nothing you're going to do about it. Because he kind of just looked down like, all right, Dad. Fucked up. I mean, because he knew. Yeah. He knew he messed up. And he brings, and he talks about later that he messed up. So he knew. And like I said, you know, that this comedy with this young girl. See? So there ain't no one, because keep in mind, there wasn't a one-time thing. And also, I know we were talking about Godfather 3. That's Basically implied that um, Andy Garcia is Sonny's son with old Brian. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because she shows up in that scene too. Oh, it's been so long yeah, since I watched her. And, and keep in mind, you see her again because when he first beats up Carlo, <laughs> he's leaving her apartment. Is he? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right, you're right. Because I gotta go fix that. I gotta go pick up my sister. Yeah. So Sunny definitely. It ain't no. I I I hit it one time type thing. He just going. He's not just going to do that at the wedding. You know, the random girl. So that's just the thing that's been going on for a while. So anyway, he's like got Sunny Luca Brasi on the cover. Like you know, I want to know more about the lot. So, and this is how you understand how important Luca Brasi is because we send him on his own mission. He's like, you know, tell them you can satisfy with the family. You, know, you don't like how things are going because of what job so you can find out. Now, here's the thing. It's a slick plan. You know, like you can see like the plan in theory, like how it worked out. But it's like he they had no idea what they were dealing with. No, they didn't. Because uh, they I, Cause it's kind of like they made a big deal, like you know, you got control. Like, where's Luca? Like, Luca's our number one weapon. And even if something happens, if something happens to Don Corleone, we can't tell Luca to chill out. Luca going because like the only person Luca respects and fears is Don Corleone. Like even Tom Hagen ain't talking to him like they're giving orders. It's like that's a direct. This my weapon. I talked to him. He talked to me. Everybody leave him alone. Type thing. So he's gonna send him in there, try to find you know, find out what's going on, and <laughs> he tries. <laughs> yeah, he goes there. Mister Brunson tell me like, "Oh, why are you here?" Everything like that. Oh, you know, heard you unhappy. Why aren't you doing with this? He's like, "What's in it for me?" Fifty thousand dollars to start it. He's like, "All right, let's drink on it." So we get the drink. They looking at him. He gets stabbed in the hand. Gets carried. That's it. Yeah, they got and him out the of funny there. Thing is, yeah, the funny thing is, you know how fearsome this person is. It's kind of like, you die kind of easy. Yeah. Um, that scene, I don't know. That scene still bugs me out now. I just watched that scene. Just because I'm guessing they were choking him with what, piano wire? Yeah, that shit just bugs me out. Just the way his, you know, the way his tongue was going to the side and his eyes are just bulging out. It's still messing with me now. That's how people really even choke like that. <laughs> that was insane. Uh, yeah, so that ha- so all this stuff starts happening. So this happens, and then Rito. You know, like out, out in the belt, like, oh, where Carlo? Like, oh, you know, I, I do a pop. Um, no, we're Paulie. Paulie out sick. Sick. Been out sick for a while. It's like, you know, deal with the with Corona. <laughs> right. So they out there, and Vito out there getting oranges, like it's chilling. Ain't nothing going down. Don't worry about it. I think he's going right here. He gets some fruit. Then he out there getting his oranges and peppers. These goons, long, and that's a funny thing. You see this? Everybody wore suits. Everybody. It wasn't people with money. Like that's just how you. Like, that's how you dressed. Yeah. Like, I don't think jeans like was like. Well, jeans existed, but that was like cowboy. I don't know why. I was like wearing jeans. You don't know why I went on jeans in the forties. They look at you like you insane. What's wrong with you? Like even the bums had slacks. Hmm. 
So he don't know what's up. Cause soon as it seemed like, oh shit, it's a hit. He trying to his old ass trying to run. He's like, bro, bro. He run and drop the fruit. Get shot like six times. Fredo fumbling with the gun. And drop it. Yeah, you tell it. <laughs> Fredo had to get out the paint. Yeah, listen. I, I know why. I know why Fredo was there. You no, know, I guess you know. But still, he should at least know how to handle a gun. Ugh. That shit just makes me angry. Think about it. Not just that. And so I'll have to bring the point later. Fredo driving fine. He the only person there? That's what I'm saying. Like, I get. I get what like I'm saying with how the movie was set up and what it was, you know, how they set the movie up in that scene. I'm just more of the thing of like you saying, it's got to be somebody else in the house. Hey, nah, Fredo, you chill. I'm going to get so-and-so to take me because uh, if shit go down, I know what's going to happen with your ass. But, you know, the Don thought it was just a normal day. Nothing's going to happen with Fredo. It used to be normal. Till you turn down this man that want to swing this dope, <laughs> you told him no, and then you sent your home, and then you sent your main man out there to try to like basically murder him. <laughs> you thought it was going to happen, yeah. so and all this stuff is happening like they don't realize what Kabrasi's already dead at this point. So he's dead. Vito got shot. The Tom Hayes gets snatched up. Like, oh, if we wanted you dead, Tom, you would be dead. Get in the car. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, how about later? How about now? Get in the car. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we said later. <laughs> yeah. How about talking to you when I get home? He's like, nah. <laughs> you talk to us now. Nah, no, I'm going to zoom you. Break it down, like, you know, they basically break it down, kind of like, yeah. You know, Sonny was cool with the deal. I could tell at the meeting. So you're going to convince Sonny his little hot temper and anything like that. So, you know, and like, you know, Don been shot. He said, nothing you can do about that now. Don't focus on vengeance. Focus on business. You know, this is good business. And he's like, well, even if I pull down Sonny, I can, ain't nowhere I can pull down Luca. Like, don't worry about Luca. <laughs> I'll handle, like, I'll handle Luca. He already, Luca already handled at this point. They don't even know that. So, his, so the whole point was, Convince Tom Hagen, convince Sonny to take the deal so everybody makes money. Yeah, your dad died, so what? Get over it. He ain't coming back, so get over it. Then he finds out that Vito didn't die. He's like, five times. Some bitch five times still alive. Yeah, bad news. Bad news for me. And worse news for you, you don't convince Sonny to take that deal. That complicates the thing. The whole point was like, you know, take Vito out. Sonny's in charge. Yeah, you're going to have some hard feelings, but you pass the hard feelings to make money. These motherfuckers are wild. All of that. These motherfuckers are wild. That's all I got to say. Nah, I killed your family, but fuck that. We making this green. Business. Yeah. They wild. We business. But they, want, they want to keep pointing out. So... Meanwhile, Michael out there with Kay chilling. He has a show. Like, oh, this living all good. He's the paper. They don't say if he's alive or dead. Like, how is the paper that fast? 
Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. This ain't no damn Twitter. What the fuck is going on? And how much time went past? I'm assuming this must have been like the evening edition because we don't get shot in the morning. Tom Hagen picks picks up that night. And then Michael finds out at night because they just leave like a, a show. So this must have been like, you know, like at the evening edition newspaper. I'm thinking a day pass. But it's like, that's a quick ass, that's a quick ass story for a paper. Like, this is, yeah, that just seemed too fast. The TV era like that must have been Twitter era. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I always figured like a day had passed, like the next night. And that's when they saw it in the paper. Because I'm just like, I don't know. That's a good question. So anyway, that's what happens. I mean, it, it happens. So, so they get all the crib. He's like trying to figure out, like you know, what happened. Clemenza gets there, like you know, her. Heard your old man dead. Rumors. I get the man. What's wrong? He's like, what's wrong? He's like, cool down. Like, we don't got to, you know, because for Mesa, anything like this, like, you know, we we don't know. Just relax. Anything like that. Just find out. You got to find out what's going on with Luca. They call in his crib. Talk about, you know, is he always woman? How, like, you can never shack up with a woman. So, he's like, yeah. Once we find Luca, we get in business. Then somebody delivers some mail. And it's Luca's bulletproof vest for the fish. So like, what the hell is this? And then Tessio, the old his, the other cap regime, old thin headed, thin headed Ava go to like the civilian message. Look at Rossi sleeps with the fishes. Hmm. So he was like, yeah, we got your man. He out the he out the paint game over. They'll be they'll be waiting on him. Yeah, they got him out of there. Got him out of there. And now now they know like this is what we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. So Mike goes to the hospital. Ain't nobody there. No guards. No men. No nothing. He's like, what happened to the men? They was guarding. Oh, they left. Cops took care of him. Like, was- move him. Should we take these tubes and move him here? She's like, well, it's impossible. You know, my father is. Men are coming to kill him. Please help. They get they get riled up. It's funny seeing Loki Al Pacino. Yeah, because yeah. There's two different Pacinos. There's a time where Pacino was just low key, and then it's another Pacino that we all know. Yeah, instead of a woman, Al Pacino. It's kind of like, <laughs> no, you know what happened? Godfather Three happened. He was low key in that for the most part, and he wasn't even getting nominated for Oscar. Like, oh, y'all don't appreciate subtlety. I just got to scream my way in the wars. He won the Oscar Cinnable Woman. He's been screaming ever since. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's different. He is screaming and shouting at people. And you see him in that devil's advocate or he and this. He has a different I, level. He has a different levels to Pacino. And let's just say the second half of levels of Pacino is hit or miss. Mostly miss, but yeah. He, he gave, it ain't, well, it's Hit or miss up until the 2000s. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Once you get past a certain point. And it's like, yeah. It's, but I mean, oh, it's like you say the same thing about, about Robert De Niro. Because really, between what Meet the Parents and Ronin and Silver Linus Playbook, <laughs> um, 
De Niro got mostly misses. Yeah. That's and true. Like he stopped making movies. It's just, it just happened to get old. That's fine. So anyway. <sighs> yeah. So anyway, they, they, they moves the room. People are trying to hit him. The bake, Enzo's the baker who's father-in-law came to help us in the marriage. He's like, oh, I want to show up. Give respect. It's me, Enzo the baker. I'm here to protect your father. For your father. <laughs> Mike's like, nah, you go ahead and go. He's like, nah, I'm here. Like, all right. Stick your hand in your pocket. Pretend a gun. Wait, can't wait at the damn entrance to the hospital. That's real ballsy. Y'all ain't got guns. Y'all hoping people see you think that y'all do don't want to, you know, create scrutiny because they drive by to see them, then they drive off. They was coming to knock beat off the paint. And my man is shook. Yeah, trying to smoke, trying to like a cigarette, his hand shaking. It took a bunch of bravery to do what he did. I don't blame him. Then. Cops show up. Oh boy. This motherfucker. I said I, 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 I got rid of all you giddy wop. This motherfucker came came to work with an attitude. He just mad. Whatever the men that I had to take my father. Back talking me. <laughs> I get him up. Strand him up straight. It's like, um, Captain, he's a He's innocent. He's, he's a guy clean. He's a war hero. I don't give a damn. <laughs> and then Mike Malfall, how much the lot paid? How much the lot paid to get you on the payroll? He's like, hold him up. And then slugs the shit out of him. To the point, and this is what's funny. We've seen movies before. People get punched like that. It's no big deal. Nothing. This man hit Mike so hard, Mike had a face deformity. Yep. Had to get surgery. Because he walk around with a swollen face the rest of the time in America and all the time he insisted. He don't get that fixed until he get back to America. I mean, my man had a mean right cross. <laughs> Mike walk around with a broken nose. Like, I know Mike got a good health plan. He might be fully on. He's like, nah. It got, it got too hot to go to the hospital um, before he left. He ain't trusting those Sicilian doctors. That's also true. But one punch, he walked around with a swollen face for like years. <laughs> Listen, my man ain't want to be at work that day. He had a lot of anger. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Compared to now, they're like, boy, they did the movies now. You can have action movies. I mean, we had John Wick with nine fingers for the for a third act. Yeah, but it wasn't like he... No, John Wick is like one of the few times when he got beat up, he actually was like walking around you can see the scars and stuff. Most of the time, like, come on. Fast and Furious, Tyrese is getting kicked in the chest with the plate window. <laughs> if, he, if he was selling like it was the 70s, he'd be on crutches the rest of the <laughs> Oh, shit. Yeah, so, but anyway, Tom Hagen shows up. He's like, you know, he's a armed, you know, he's an armed guard. Likes to carry arms, they're here under protection of your Corleone. If you, you know, you stop them, you got to go to court, present calls. Like Tom hit him with, with the law. Clusty's you know, like, all right, let's get him out of here. <sighs> so, after this, Sonny kills Bruno Tatavia. That's um, Philip's son, the one that was there. 
set was there when they strangled um Luca Brasi at the off screen. Like, oh yeah, Luca said I got hit. Sonny's like enough of that. You put your hands you put your hands on my brother, you try to murder my dad, I'm murdering all y'all. Hey. So the plan is how did you know there's like they got you gonna keep coming till Vito's dead, so you gotta take care, like, you know, how are we gonna get to Lotso? And it's like, well, the Lotso's gonna protect the McCluskey. Can't do nothing. Why is trying to protect the police captain? Like, we don't even hit captain. Like, he's invincible. We gotta wait. Mike, like, no. Can't wait. Keep waiting. Eventually, he's gonna get dead. So, this whole thing is they're gonna have a meeting. I'm gonna show up, have a gun there, not kill him. And they start laughing at him. Especially Sonny. You want to get blood on your little three-piece suit? You got a little punch up here like this. It ain't like the army. You hit him for two miles away. You got to give him the face. Like, boom, bada, boom. Brains all over the place. Like, Tom, he's making this very personal. He's taking this business. He's making it very personal. And he's like, no, this is business. Come on, who says you can't hit a police captain? Like, why not? A, a dirty police captain? Police captain that's doing narcotics? That's on the payroll? We got from the newspaper. Michael's making sense. Yeah, and Tom got this look like this sad look like uh, Mike's making shit. sense. It's a good plan. They know everybody knows it's not what Vito wanted. Everybody. And it ain't, if Vito was around, it ain't no chance in hell he letting this he letting yeah. this happen. And Mike ain't even bringing it up if he if he's around. He's just gonna sit there and be quiet. I don't know. But it's a different situation if if Vito's around. The whole point is Vito's not around. And they're trying to make sure Vito like lives. They, okay. They like, so we don't take care of lot, so he's gonna take care of dad. So this brings me back to what this brings me back to what I had texted you yesterday or I had kind of insinuated. Michael must have had ambitions then. As far as being in that life. No. I think no, I think what happened was and the way it's done. And especially in the book, it's, Mike always was separate. Because one of the big things was it was a big beef with him going to the army in the first place. Mm-hmm. They nobody wanted to do it. Like if you see the end of Godfather Two, and the Godfather Two ends with him telling them, like you know, I'm joining the army, and suddenly being pissed. Like what the hell are you doing? You're throwing your life away for these damn fools. We did all this to keep you out of it. Mike's like, I want to do my, like, Mike's whole thing was, I want to do my own thing and follow my own path. That was a big talking point. And they, I was like, you know, we, I knew Sonny's going to have to do this. Fredo, like, uh. <laughs> Okay, what, uh, what's the story with Fredo? Because everybody's kind of like, I, I, I know, but it's got to be more in the book, right? No, Fredo's just weak. Okay. He's a love. He's loving. He he's just a meek man. Okay. Fredo ain't built for the life. That's it. Like he he, he don't have like any mental disability. Like, like what Fredo didn't get hit by a bus or nothing. Like no, no, that. no. I I know that. I just figured that's what it. You know, I thought it was more that something had happened, or they just found out he just he just not he not tough. He's not a tough guy. He's not built for that life. Yeah, like Fredo was like you know loving his family, cruel, but ultimately weak. And it was kind of like evident real early. They knew that. So it was kind of like if Mike had his way, he was going to be separate the whole time. Circumstances pushed him. That's what happened. 
Okay. Just try to murder his dad. He want to take care of his father. It just it just happened to be him. Cause like, and it benefits you like, oh, you know, Mike a civilian. Mike a part of life. Mike would never do that. Cause everybody knows, like, you know, Mike doesn't need bodyguards. Cause like, Mike is off off limits. Cause like, Mike ain't gonna do nothing. He ain't part of that. And that's worked to his advantage. Cause no one would assume he would ever do something like this. Okay, that makes more that 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 makes more sense now. But I just always figured like, cause he just the way the movie is, he just kind of moves smooth, clean into that position. But certain things had to happen I mean, too. I mean, one he was trained in the army. He wasn't in the army like mopping. Like, he's like a captain with awards. Yeah. The cops. How about this? Like the cops know he's a war hero. <laughs> yeah, cops though, but that one, that sergeant or whatever lieutenant, he just didn't give a fuck. He high up there, so yeah, Salato wasn't messing around. So anyway, they trying to figure out. So that's the plan. And it's like it's, I mean, it's a good plan, but it's like that wasn't the plan they wanted to do. So tell Connie like, oh, I mean, he tells Kate, you know, I mean, aren't you going to New England? Blah blah blah. Where will I see you? I call you. <laughs> Basically, Kate should have took that hint and, and bounced. Kate does not take that hint. She does not bounce. At all. So, anyway, they get the gun. It's like this tape. You know, Clemenza showing what you ought to do. You know, loud gun, no silencer, and you know, overall print. Just shoot. Drop the gun. Walk, but don't run. Don't stare at people, but don't look away. Walk straight out. The whole plan is, you know, go have a meet. Go, no, ask. You just go to the bathroom, and when you come out, start blazing out. The hammer like, ring. Oh, going to happen? Oh, it's going to be Yeah, I mean, what's going to happen? Oh, it's going to be hell. It's going to be war, you know. Sometimes it got to be done every five to ten years. Got to clean out the bad, bad blood. It's best to nip it in the butt early. You should have did that with Hitler. Should never let him get momentum. And you know the funny thing, people make jokes about that. And this is where I always make fun of like people don't know history. Can they make you oh they did all this and this? And I'm like, they just had World War One. It just racked up not that long ago. Mm-hmm. A lot of countries are still like you know trying to like get back to normal. And it wasn't that they didn't stop like they couldn't they tried to it wasn't equipped it wasn't equipped for it that would be kind of like if someone say why how come the playoffs can't start tomorrow jesus like why 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 the nba why is the nba season i'm like oh, you know what we're dealing with right now even if it went away you couldn't just start back up tomorrow so it's it's just funny that whole but it's kind of it's it's a point there but it's funny how a lot of people have funny things about history like that. And the one I always laugh, I don't even argue anymore. People talk about, you know, France is known for being cowards. No, the hell they not. Like, it's this whole thing about France being, when it comes to military, and I'm like, yeah, all right, y'all, 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 y'all need to open up a different history book without a cat in the hat. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, France was putting in work for a long ass time. A long, like a long time. And they still do. So it just sounds cute because 
people take some stars will have a World War II and then just run all the way with it. You talk about hot takes. There's a whole bunch of hot takes when it comes to history. But anyway, that's the plan. So they pick, you know, they pick up Michael. They find out where the restaurant is. And it's like, oh, you going to Jersey? Lots of like Navy. But first, you like, you know, I got a frisky. Turn around and get on your knees in the car. Ain't no seat belts, no airbag. And it's rickety Al Capone mobile. And I'm just thinking, like, this don't seem safe. Man, you could have did this shit before I got in the car. No, seriously, they really could have did that before they got in the car. Now you're just that, making this no, shit uncomfortable. They, they wasn't going to do that from the car because it looks that added unwanted attention. Why are you frisking? Why are you frisking a man walking down the street at night? Yeah, I guess, but I mean the way these um, families are, you would think they would do it somewhere. Also, where... no. Also, you don't want to just be stopping somewhere because what if it's a trap? You That's also true too. But you, Mike Duck, Mike Duck, and then Sonny come with a drive by. <laughs> On a Bronxdale type shit. Like, no, get him and move. I guess. I just felt like it was just uncomfortable and unsafe to be doing it in a moving car, like you said, with no fucking seatbelts. But hey, they do they did shit different back then. Oh, I would be remiss. We can talk about what's not safe in cars. We forgot all about Paulie. Yeah, oh, you know, you see him at the wedding. Like, oh, you know, $20,000 cash. Oh, just shit. Just small bills. It was somebody else's wedding. You know, like, I'm a robber. How much money I can make robbing, robbing the, the bride? And then he was Vito Corleone's driver. He calls out sick. They realize he got bought off. And Sonny's like, yeah, I don't want to see him again. He's like, he keep calling out sick. So they's like, we got to, Sonny said, we're going to the mattresses. Clemens is there. They got party driving, like, you know, I pick up some cannolis, stop somewhere, I got, you know, busy talking, running Paulie down, cracking jokes, like, I got to take a leak. So, Clemenza goes out there, takes a leak, side of the highway, Paulie gets shot by Rocco in the back, get the gun, hit the cannolis. (laughs) Leave him there, side of the road. (laughs) I had, I, I, this movie is why I had a cannoli before. Good. Never had one. I, where you live? I've only been here for like what since 2011. So, still, I've never had and, one. Oh, so only nine years. Yeah. Hmm. I, mean, I might get one eventually. I've only been here for nine years. Yeah. I, I don't have time. It's a lot of shit to do. A lot of shit to do. I, 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 I have. You know, it's funny. I know. I had Texas barbecue. Uh, within six months of moving this guy to the state. I mean, I've been here nine years. And it hit, and it hit, so. I've been here nine years and they didn't even go to the Statue of Liberty yet. Come on, man. So, shit happens. I mean, what is the Statue of Liberty going to do? You, can, just, you know what it looks like. Yeah, just look at it. Well, you know, people for you, you yeah. never been there? I'll get one eventually. You said it was good, so I'll try it. Got a little yeah, big so shot. Anyway, so that happens. So, they going across the bridge and then hell of a U-turn. <laughs> you ain't lying about that. Just needed. You whipped that shit. <laughs> so they going to the restaurant. 
restaurants they said they're going to, and then they sit there, they go there, you know, tomorrow. Have a captain. I'm gonna speak to Mike and Cecilia. You know, no disrespect. Cop like, oh, it's bomb to eat my food. You know, you know, start punching Mike. I'm just getting too cranky for this job. I always got an attitude. So basically, lost was breaking down, like you know. And it's funny when you watch this movie. Did you watch it with the subtitles on or off? Uh, yesterday they were on. That was the first time I. Saw, I think that's the first time I actually had them on. When Salato's talking, do you see any words? I'm trying to remember. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know if it's because I don't know if you had to get the subtitles off for the kick back in when he's speaking Sicilian. Because, and this is the only part, like he's talking and the subtitles aren't on. The rest of the time, it's funny. Every other time in the movie, when people still talk a foreign language, you know what they're talking about. This yeah. one, you're just talking. You're trying to, like, you know, figure out. So basically, the gist of it is, like, you know, telling your father, I didn't mean to do that. It's about business. You're trying to work something out. And Mike's kind of like, listen. You know, everything, blah, blah, blah. I stopped from looking down. It's like, you know, can I go to the bathroom? Stop from getting this look. You gotta go. You gotta go. Yeah. He's like, don't worry. I frisked him. I've been frisking thousands of punks like this for years. Slots of time. Like, eh, don't be too long. Like, Slots will know something, though. Like, y'all piss off, son. Pushes the land like, you gotta go to the bathroom. Yeah. Man said, he gotta go. Don't be questioning me. Sucker. Go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I just think that I think if they hey, if you really send somebody with them. Y'all supposed to have people in the A, you know. Yeah, you go into the bathroom, but I'm sending somebody with you just in case. No. You don't got no send who? They ain't got nobody. Then they have drivers. They drop the driver's not in there. Don't no, I know he's not in there, there but when I'm saying not, it. Yes. Yes, I'm listening. All I'm saying is, if you wanted to be extra, because think about it now. Think about it in 2020. Somebody, if you say, oh, I'm going to the bathroom. All right, but somebody going with you. Because I don't one know. It's not, one, it's not 2020. Two, they, they already frisked them. The place was secret, as far as they knew. That was the whole point. It was like, yeah, it was, all right, they don't know where the where this place is. We already flew, off, you know. We already shook any tails. As far as they know, they wouldn't have had any way of planning. So I'm cool. Like, why would I? Why would I take a bathroom to a place where nobody knew it was gonna be at? That's the point of the secret. That's the point of. He's in a place of secrets. So no matter we'll do stuff like that. I'm just thinking now of where they arrogant and thinking that I'm like to a to a certain point, but I understand their their thought processes. Like, you know, and the most important thing you take into account of Mike's harmless as far as they know. Why would they think Mike would do that? If they thought Mike had a chance of doing that, they ain't meeting with Mike. That's why they asked to meet with Mike in the first place. That's also true, but you will also believe that you don't underestimate anyone because anyone is a capable. They did. That's, it, why they, that's why they kept the place secret. And also, 
that's why McCluskey's there. Because keep in mind, no one's ever shot a New York police captain. You know, they don't shoot cops back then. Mm. They don't, no, you act like they just went in there all they slipping. Like, no. No, I didn't say they were slipping. I'm just saying, hey, you always be, it's better to be extra cautious than, you know. They were. That was being extra cautious? I just, on, what, what's the whole point? If no, if someone's never done something, right? Would you expect them to do it. I wouldn't suspect it, but I wouldn't put it past them as well. That's all. See, See you, you just want me to told. Well, I would have made sure. Maybe they should have had it on a spaceship. I no, I'm not so saying. I'm just. Listen, look, what up? The 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 booking movies already. The booking movies already played out. We already know what's gonna happen. That's. You know what I'm saying? That's already there. This is just talking like, oh, what they should have done. And I'm just saying that extra people would have been better. I'm sure I'm sure Secret Service thinking the same thing about JFK. Oh, if only we would have had <laughs> you know, if only we would have had bad example. The terrible person. example. It was a hard top. If only it was a hard top. You know, <laughs> would have got shot. Bad example. Try something like, else. That's basically how you sound like, yeah, he had a police captain there for protection, and they know nobody shoots cops. No one has ever shot a police captain. Yeah, they hid the part of, you know, where the restaurant was, so they found out last minute, and they basically zigged and zagged to get there. Yeah, Mike's there, Mike's civilian, and Mike got his face punched in and do nothing. Mike's going to do nothing. But you should have checked the bathroom just in case. No, but I'm saying, listen, okay, okay. Somebody was able to find out where that so-called secret spot was going to be at to put a gun uh-huh. there, right? So somebody on their side should have been a little more smarter and was like, eh, you never uh-huh. know. But it's still assuming even if, they, even if they find out, it's kind of like you assuming that they're desperate enough to not just, it's not just shooting Salazzo, it's shooting Salazzo McCluskey. Yeah. I'm not saying anything you're saying no, is wrong. Never, you absolutely, yeah, you're right. Nobody's ever shot a captain. Why would I got you it. Think they would? That's the whole point of having them in the first place. You just want to be like, oh, they should have planned anyway. They should never know. Well, okay, I understand what you're saying, and I'm not disputing what you're saying. You are absolutely right what you're saying, but this is the contrast. You want to say they should have prepared more. No, this is just the contrast of in that time, today's time, because you would have seen it played out a lot differently now. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, but we thought then. No, you don't. Because <laughs> he's like, oh, he should have sent somebody in the bathroom and check him. I haven't said it again because I understand what you're saying. You're absolutely saying my, to them, Mike was to them, Mike was Fredo. He's not going to do nothing to us. What he going to do? I just punched him in the face. It wasn't not just the fact that Mike was Fredo. It was a situation where Mike was Fredo. They thought nobody knew about the place. And even Mike wasn't afraid of. And then people didn't know. It's like people don't shoot cops. Right. Too much heat and acid. And that's why cause Tom Hagen was like, as long as the, as long as the fuck he's there, you can't touch Salazzo. Mm-hmm. That was the whole point. That's why this was such a Hail Mary. Because like, no one has ever even thought about doing this. And it's the same thing with the wire. Don't shoot people on Sunday. So when it happened, it was like, what y'all doing? We don't do this. It was a rule that everybody followed, and then somebody decided not to follow it. And that's why it was so raggedy. 
Right. And this, imagine that rule times a thousand. And that's what this was. So okay. anyway, Mike finds there, gets a gun, and then he doesn't come in blazing like Clemenza told him to. Because he get a vibe. Like in the book, they said, like, you know, he had a feeling like if he did that, Flotso would have knew it was up. So he sat down, Flotso still talking, and Mike don't hear nothing. Like, Flotso's talking, but you don't hear the words. Mike's just looking. And then all of a sudden, shoots Flotso. Plus, he did in his clam. Like, what the huh? He gets shot in the head. Mike gets up, you know, walks away, drops his gun, car's there, leaves. He's dead. And I always wonder, where was the, like, today is waiting because it's kind of like, you don't have a stopwatch. Or you don't have, like, a cell phone, like, a, a six-cell page, like, you waiting at the corner? You double park, you just have to, like, all right, when I hear the gun, I'm going to pull around. I'm just parking and I see you. So I've always wondered that because this happens a lot in this movie. And it happens in a lot of movies in general. Like, how do they handle time when you just can't text them out like I'm out? Like, everything I'm doing is time time stable. Cause they don't, they can have a rough estimate, but they don't know when, like, when the shot can go off. Yeah, yeah. I guess they just guess, and they just throwing hail marys, guessing about. Well, I guess it happened this time. A lot of questions. <sighs> so, anyway, they have. I mean, they have war. It's gonna happen. So, war going back and forth. They eventually bring Vito home. You know, Vito whispering anything like that. It's like, oh, it's happening. You know, five families, blah, blah, blah. Alfredo sent them to Vegas. So he's being take care of Mo Green and Molinari family from the section. He's like, where's Michael? First he whispers it. And he's like, huh, where's Michael? He's like, you know, Mike got shot. No, like Mike shot Mike shot Salazzo, so he had to leave. And Vito's face is like just breaks. Like I did all this to avoid him from that. He just waved him off like I heard enough. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> like he just I think he's more not mad, just sad. Yeah. Like I I wanted more for my son than this. And he just got this. The way he played, he just got this heartbroken look. So, anyway, Mike and Mike and Sicily, hmm. yeah, living the life. K who? You know, handkerchief. Look, he told K to leave. As far as he goes, like, yeah, K who? Bye. I'm not gonna <laughs> be here. Don't he say wait for me? Uh, he didn't. That that that's one thing I will give. He did he did not say wait for me. He did tell her to leave. Kay was all like, oh, where you gonna call? I call if I call. Go find somebody else. Hey, punk ass good. It ain't his fault. And like he was leading her on. Um so anyway, we'll get to no, he did the other stuff later. But anyway, he there insisting with his bodyguard, just chilling, walking around. I'm like it just seemed like a whole different world. Right, because it's the forties, so they would feel like it's like the eighteen forties. Man, they got no AC, no fan, no nothing, just that damn handkerchief. People just walking around, planting stuff, fixing walls, walking up a whole bunch of beautiful ass mountains. And you see the GI troops. Oh, I want to go to America. <laughs> like Clark Gable, we the hell? GI, take me to America. 
these silhouettes just wilding out the whole time. So anyway, you see this girl and Mike. That's why I heard the term Thunderbolt. This happened to me before. You see somebody get by just freeze. Ain't know how to act. Yeah, because Mike see Apollonia and he don't know what to do. Yeah. He's just like Smitten. Man, I bet you he never looked at Kate like that. No, he didn't. <laughs> we never saw that in the movie. At least, you know, in that first meeting. But, uh, yeah, this boy was in love. You can tell, you can tell he never looked at Kate like that. Because if he did, he wouldn't treat Kate the way he treated her. Garbage. Like, this was from the damn soul. This look right here. He's like, hey, what's going on? And he's like, find out where she is. So... They go to the, like the um, go to some bar, like the local guys, like, oh, we've seen this girl, like pretty girls, you know, looks like sunshine, has a purple flower in her hair with a dress. And first dude off all laughing back, oh, we've seen a pretty girl. And he's describing, like, no, no girl like this in the village anywhere. He leaves. They're like, oh, shit, that's his daughter. I'm about to shoot. I might like bring her out, bring him out of here. Yeah, what are you talking about? Like, this when Mike starts be like. Mike, he becomes like, you know, Don Cole, you know, bring him out. So he explains to him, like, you know, no disrespect or anything like that. I'm interested in your daughter. My name is Michael Corleone. I'm hiding. And, you know, I'm hiding. He basically breaks down the line. Nothing like I'm hiding in Sicily. A lot of people pay a lot of money for that information. <laughs> but if you took that money, your daughter would lose a, you know, your daughter would lose a father instead of you gaining, you know, instead of gaining a husband. They're like, a husband? Like, yeah, translated. So he's like, you know, chaperone date. And basically, like, you know, I, I want to marry your daughter under your chaperone supervision, be on this old fashioned way, no harm, no foul. Just breaks it all the way down. He's like, all right, come Sunday. Name Apollonia. Have you ever been on a chaperone date before? No. I'm trying to remember, and because it really wasn't a date, so I'm gonna say no. I, I had before. Ain't nothing wrong with that. And I wasn't like not. I was nine and sixteen either. I was like um twenty what six twenty six twenty seven. Who was with y'all? Um, my mom and her mom. Oh, it was set up between the family. Yeah, it was. Keep in mind my background, like that's yeah, okay. I, I can relate to the Godfather because we do a lot of stuff. Like we come old fashioned thing. I don't know, let's hang out at the movies. Like we, we do the whole courtship thing. Okay. And my, I've had family members who've gotten married and still married. That, that's done that way. It's something to be said when it. And I, had, I had a classmate. She's been married for what, a, 10, 12 years at least, and she's like, no, arranged marriage. Like you know, heard about this person, heard about that person. Vibe got married, and then like didn't. It's like you know the whole thing is like they didn't love each other when they got married. It's who they love each other afterwards. That's like, fair. If it works, it works. Through the arranged marriages. I mean, if it works, it works. Yeah. You don't know till you try it. So anyway, so it's funny seeing this because to me it's not foreign at all. You are the other piece. Like what? You got to do what? I, I'm asking the parent like. Hell, I ain't, 
Tree. Yes, he really uh, grown, grown. You know, and Apollonia. I only think she might have been legal age when the movie was being filmed. She might have been like sixteen or something. She was young. Some R. Kelly Aaliyah shit. I thought, don't realize. I thought she was at least eighteen. You know, Apollonia is young, but you don't know how young she is. Yeah. In the movie, in real life, she was young. Oh, okay. Like problematic young. And for that little like, she wasn't scene, in- that scene they had after they got married, she was sixteen. Ugh. Gross. Around that sixteen or seventeen, at most. I think yeah, I remember because I remember um hearing a podcast about that. But the whole thing is you don't know because you watch the movie. She's like, okay, she might be early twenties, yeah, late early twenties. Like you know, because it's kind of like she looks young, but she don't like Natalie Portman professional young. Anyway, they there. It's like such they meeting all the family members. Such and such and such. My name Michael Corleone. After going there, looking stunning, get her a chain. She's like, oh, Frosty, thank you. Then next time they there at lunch, she rocking the chain. You see, like first she's just looking at him, and then she kind of like you know, touch, just in case she didn't realize, she you know, touch the chain with her hand, like yeah, I'm rocking your name, and be a little smile. Do you see him walking? She pretends to stumble so he can you know grab her for like a few seconds. And then you see all the kids and like the mothers there watching. And then that's how I was like when I went on mine. We went to like some ice cream place and we had a table and like a table next, you know, next to each other with my mom and her mom just doing whatever. We just there talking, you know. And so, like, after a while, you don't even realize they're there. It's like, you know, just you talking, you vibing, learning about each other, everything like that. That was it. So. Yeah, I guess if y'all start, you know, if like you say, once you get the vibe going, you you know, you go forget about the parents being there. So yeah, it can work. Because yeah, yeah, if you actually there, they like they to learn about each other, know about each other, it ain't no problem. Well, I can't go on this and that. Like, nah, I'm doing you know, entree and an appetizer and dessert. Cheat. That whole vibe. I'm feeding you for some sex, and you ain't doing that with her mama there. <laughs> Yeah, that's when the problem comes in when you have different priorities on a date. Then all that goes out the window. When the date is to actually learn about each other, it's like I'm courting you, and that's the main thing. Then it's a whole different set of vibe. Yeah. Hmm. But I, I just laughing the whole thing. Like it was, it was no cheeks before marriage in this one. Oh no! So they ain't play that shit like they said. You know. Woman's more dangerous than a gun. Like, yeah, I mess around. Like, you know, people get shot. Plus, the wrong woman the wrong way. And sister, they weren't playing around. And remember, he's just telling, like, oh, where's all the men at? They died of vendetta. Yeah. Because keep in mind, that city, it was a bunch of, basically a bunch of old, it wasn't that many young men in there. It was a bunch of old men. The young mm-hmm. men are dead. Michael, Michael, so was a, Michael, Michael was a catch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you saw the fact that he was like rich and everything. Yeah, he's a catch. He's actually young. Got, you know, powerful money. So, while he doing all that, uh, poor Connie. Oh, my goodness. She going through it. You know, Connie called Sonny. Oh, what's going on? I ain't how to say it. The fuck? 
she out there with a black guy. And then Connie, such you know, it's such a shame because psycho domestic violence always like you know. I, yeah, I did it. And she know how Sunny go. Yeah, Sunny bold bold face lying to her. I'm not gonna kill him. What do you think? I think I'm crazy. I'm not gonna let you. Know. So let's keep in mind at the table earlier talking about business. You know, it's like you tell um they're busy talking. She's like, oh, we're gonna see Papa out there. You know. Carlos tell her shut up. Yeah. Don't you talk to her like that. And Sonny is like, don't ever tell my sister, don't talk to my sister like that. And mom was like, don't interfere. And then Carlos starts talking about no, because this is what happened. I remember Connie's like, you know, daddy ever never talked about business at the dinner table. And Carl like, yeah, yeah, Connie, shut up. Sonny is like, don't ever talk to my sister like that. I'm like, Carla was insane. And you know the funny thing, they don't explain. Sonny feels a certain guilty way because Sonny introduced Carlo to Connie. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's why he kind of feels a certain way about that. Like, I'm the reason. Like, I thought this dude was up, you know, was all right, dude. He ended up being trash. And Carlo seemed like, you know, I just got married for this joke. Because he real, he like, yeah, Corleone, you just a spoiled, rich princess. And you just a brat. What you gonna do? You gonna murder me like your family? Like your family much more? Like he had shade to the Corleone. So he thought he was gonna get there, be living all good. They ain't give no. They ain't about like they had to make money, but they ain't invite him in like the family business part. But you know, it's interesting that table that at the uh, dinner table how you see the generational thing because it was you know Sonny was like, "No, nah, I'm gonna fuck you up if you talk to my sister." And the mother was like, "Don't interfere." Yeah. So it was just like you saw they that difference. Yeah. Oh, it was definitely an old school, new school thing because they was like they found in the book talking about, oh, you know, you're not going to interfere, anything like that, and you know, talking about how you handle husband and wife. It's like, oh, mama, you know, how come, how come you never got hit? It's like you not know, never did anything to your, my husband didn't hit me. So no, be the way I hit you back, cause. You learn more about the relationship in Godfather 2 with Vito. Because the mom is there, but she never really seemed like she's there. Yeah. It's like she's there. Like she's important, but she don't get like a lot of... Yeah, the only like the only woman that got a whole lot of lines beside Connie is like Kay. And even she doesn't have that much. Her stuff is all related to like Michael and then Tom to a certain extent. Like this is definitely like a male oriented movie. Mm-hmm. So the women like background or like plot devices. So yeah, they're at the table. So they always so yeah, so he's like, nah, I ain't gonna kill you like that. I know you just got married. I ain't gonna turn into a widow. But what he gonna do? He show up, Carl out there playing dice like that, and Sonny beat the shit out of him. Oh With my black goodness. And what you say? You say if I that's you be a Street Fighter three slander. <laughs> even though he threw one of the punches, he missed by like seven feet. Oh yeah, like WWE. It was like he watched WWE and AC cameras for the first time. But I mean, it's the seventies. Yeah, they, yeah. Have, they didn't have they didn't have fight coordinators like that back then. The so trash like, came made it look. Time. The trash came once he grabbed oh, the lid. That that's when it looked good. That's when it started looking good. Yeah, no, when he was all the close stuff, when he near them and kicking them, and he punched them like two inch punches look good. When he's swinging from the shoulders, 
sound yeah, in the sound effects just feel like it was like crunch, crunch. Like you just it was like thudding the shit out of him. <laughs> in the trash cans and Carlo ain't fighting back because he a coward. You got what you deserve. Like, like suddenly a whole bunch bigger than him. Suddenly just he just like he biting he biting Carlo's fingers. <laughs> Sonny is a wild yeah, like, man. Yeah. He he absolutely turned into Bruiser Brody. You ever touch my sister again? I kill you. Told him. And then kicks him. Yeah. And then kicks him in the face. And then leaves. He leaves him there. Carlo, middle street. Fire hydrant, water spraying all over them. Kids are going to eat the fifth your ass. Beef. You done fucked up our day. Meanwhile, ain't nobody jumping in. The Sonny bodyguard's like, nah. Don't even think about that shit. Cause keep in mind, Sonny was already riled up because like he just left his old jump off place with the squad. He just happened to stop by to be kind of like, oh, I don't see what's going on with that. So, uh, so that's what's happening there. So that happened. Then. Happens again. Because, hmm. yeah, because matter of fact, what happens again is one of Carlos Sassi's called the house. Like, Carlo there? Who's this? Tell Carlo I'm be late tonight. What? Yeah, it's like that. Man ain't giving. He ain't giving. You that? No, not just the man. That woman that bowl, you ain't hang up the phone. Tell Carlo I'm be late. Ooh, different time. I, I don't think she wanted to mess with a, a, a unpregnant Connie. If she wasn't pregnant, I think Connie would have looked for her. But, you know, she was pregnant, so it was different. That don't mean nothing. She don't know Connie pregnant. So, uh, so anyway, it's like, oh, you're going to get your dinner? No, I'm cool. Your dinner will get full. Oh, get this, get this. oh fine, fine, boom. <laughs> they cut the back and forth. Why don't you go there? Go with your whore. And she's slamming all the plates and breaking the stuff. And it's like, oh, I, there you go. You damn brat. Now clean it up. That's a lot of will. He started beating it with a belt. You know, I've seen how uh, they do that, you know, as far as the belt goes. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> the first couple of hits. Chill out, bro. Kill the hell out. It made some yeah, good film, this, though. This, 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 this whole thing, like, it's just this whole 15-minute stretch is just depressing. Yeah. And I mean, how do you have the, you have the nerve to just get your ass whooped and the brother say, touch my sister again, I'm going to kill you. And now you in there beating her with a belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. But the reason why... It's all a setup. Well, yeah. But you don't find out to the end. It was all planned. So anyway, that happened. He tells, you know, so um, Connie called the crib. I'm like, I can't understand what's going on. I was like, you all right? Anything like that? All right, don't go anywhere. I'll be right there. So he leaves, rushes out. I got my way. Open up the gate. Get off your ass. <laughs> and then Tom's like, you know, no time. Because they are, him and Tom already got beef. They like, you know, we need to negotiate. Father's homes, pull this off. Because we ain't making any money. He's like, well, nobody else making any money. I know. 
Like they just, they just sunny at war. It's like I'm just warring, and they just like this war ain't proper. We slow this down because we gonna lose long term. We need dad to recover. It's like that. It's like no. I need somebody that got my back. Why you so, basically why you a coward? Like you know, dad had Jenko, I had you. Mm. I wish I had a wartime consigliere. And he's like, he know he stepped out of line because like I'm sorry, Tom is like his day one brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. They like, family pretty he's much. Like anybody else. Yeah. So, are you proud of each other like that? Probably close. They probably more brothers than him and Michael are. Just for the simple fact, you know, you know, Michael's so distant. Yeah. So he know he's and only brothers who love each other can talk to each other like that. Because Tommy talking to like Sonny, like, you calm down, Sonny. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I'm not with your bullshit. <laughs> so yeah, so anyway, so there's already that going on. So he leaves the house, leaves his bodyguard, get head over to Connie's house. And I'm like, he must have had a hell of a head start. Because the mm. bodyguard showed up late at the end. So anyway, he's about to cross the arm, toll away. He paying the toll. Dude drops the cart. Then all of a sudden the gate closed. Like nine dudes jump out from the toll. And these cars come out of nowhere. It's Sonny already know. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm a dead man. So why he try to get out the car, though? What are you going to do? Man, you sit your ass in the car and just take them bullets. There you go. There you go. You're like, I'm just going to sit here. You've been watching too many JT videos. <laughs> I'm going to sit here like a cigarette. I know I'm dead. I'm just going to sit here. Yeah. Fuck Sonny, you going. Wild ass Sonny Corleone. Fuck you going. Everything we know about. No, nah, I'm just going to chill. Oh, all y'all got me. Yeah, just take like the risk. I'm probably going to tram. It's going to close my eyes. <laughs> yeah, just close your eyes. Make, you know, you'll feel better. <laughs> You're a wild man. So I got to say. So anyway, Sonny gets shot about, what, 45 times? If that. Because them things were, look, man, they were going with them jumps. He got shot at least 25 times. He starts screaming out. He's spinning around. And then fall, they shoot him about six more times here on the ground, kicks him in the face. I'm like, damn, they had beasties. That's how much Sonny was messing up business. <laughs> and then who shows up? The car is supposed to be there with him like a minute later. Sonny was going. I guess they were going to speed limit. Sonny wasn't. Yeah. Because it felt like they should have got there quicker, but, well... Or they ran through some red lights. Yeah, I guess. <sighs> so, meanwhile, Mike's in there chilling with his wife, teaching his wife how to drive a car in English. Oh, you know, she like English easy. Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Thursday, <laughs> Sunday, Saturday. Yeah, she get it in. And they and um, Don Tomasino's there, like, oh, we need to move you. Things are getting dangerous. Like real dangerous, like you know, bad news. His brother, they killed him. So he in there, find out his brother died. Wife just chilling, like, oh, you said you're gonna keep me driving things. You promise you don't know. And then, right after that next scene, it's like, oh, you about to go? Is your wife coming with you? Oh uh, no, nah, I'm just gonna go out the countryside. And she about to call, like, oh, she wanted a surprise. She's going to pick up in the car. So, you know, Mike, Mike wondering, like, first, 
And then he sees Fabrizio. Fabrizio looking at him like he walking away. Like, Where you going? So he told me to get the bag. He bouncing. Mike put two and two together with the quickness. He's looking at Fabrizio. He looking at the car. Fabrizio running. Like, Apollonia, don't. She turned the car on. Boom. Dead. Oh. So you're watching this movie and you see Connie get beat. Sonny dies. Mike White dies. All like back to back to back. Yeah. That was probably the what? The. The hype of everything in the movie, like as far as action and stuff that was happening, that was it. Like that was that 20, 25 minute stretch. Yeah. Cause the mo- yeah. Cause the movie go back down. Yeah. And then it did the whole yeah. getting you ready for two, you know, part two. You know, find out it was kind of like, uh, too weird. My wife is crying down. I see cars coming up and down the street. My wife's crying downstairs. Tell you, Don, what everyone else seems to know. He's like, I was going to tell you in a second. Like, but you need a drink. And you had your drink. Hmm. He's like, you know, you're shocked. Suddenly the call away, he's dead. And Marlon Brando, this is just world-class acting. His face, it's like all these emotions go in his face. Like, his face just breaks. Yeah. It's just like he got a look, and it's just like, they killed my boy. Like he's just, it's just a mess. But he tried to keep composed. I'm like, you know, I don't want any inquiries made. You need to have a true snake like this. You got to bring Mike home. Don't give revenge. You know, like that. Call Bonacera. You show up there, like my friend, ready to do this favor I asked for you. Is that what you want me to do? See, my my son. I can't have his mother looking like this. And then this one, he finally breaks. And that gift he showed, you think he was funny. What they did to my boy. And he just, the, my, and it's like, you know, the Vito Corleone is like a broken man. The big Don, everyone had respect for is like, it's just between the stuff with Michael leaving and getting caught in a crime, and this happened to his son, it was just like, ugh. It was too yeah, much. I wrapped this up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's too much uh, death happening to my family right now, and it's not good. And I wasn't being funny when I sent that gift. I legitimately felt like that knowing I had to watch another three-hour movie. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> everybody got jokes. Everybody got <laughs> 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 you can let my jokes live yeah. today. Mm-hmm. So meanwhile, they beat the five families. Barzini, Tataglia, Strachi, Cuneo, family from the Midwest, from West Coast, like everybody's here. And it's kind of like, you know, where, how do we get to all this and stuff? And it's when you realize like Barzini is kind of like running the thing because he's doing the most talk beside Don Corleone. And he's like, you know, you got all the politicians in your pockets and stuff. You don't share. You know, it's a routine. Like, you know, like you got like, to share. We'll pay you, of course. Like after all, we're not communists. Ha ha ha. And <laughs> going Spain, like you know, when have I ever turned you down? Except for this one time. This whole thing, like whenever I ever told you no. Except for this one time, there's a reason why. And then they explained the whole, like, because his whole thing was, you know, 
Yeah, they were on my side now because these vices people are cool with. Drugs lead to ruin. They won't be cool with it. He predicted it. He was right eventually, like down the road. But um, he just explained why. And then I forgot which one this is. It's like, oh, drugs are infamy. You know, it's, I try to, somebody say, I give you this powder, give me $5,000. You can make twenty five to thirty thousand. I try to pay my men extra, and you know they're gonna make the money. Well, if it was up to us, I just have it controlled. To the to the dark people, no, not from the kids. You know, the dark people, the black people, they have no souls anyway. Let them destroy themselves. Yeah, if anybody don't realize, this movie has a very dim view of black people. It ain't just because Sunny is like some old you know niggas out here doing real good with the dice game. Paying fifty percent of debt, drive around the Cadillac, just mucking everything up. It's yeah. something about seeing that word in captions. They because uh, it's kind of like that's how people feel. It's like yeah, they have a certain view of uh, black people. So yeah, every and it's funny they said you hadn't. I don't think that view has changed that much. No, um, like you said because this movie said the forties. You watch the Sopranos, it ain't that much better. Yeah, it ain't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh and even i can tell you from experience uh the experience i had up here yeah so mm-hmm. and that's a story because i was in a rant like when did we start here so i'm not i'm not even gonna start yeah so anyway it's the whole thing is like we're gonna keep it so it's like yeah that's the deal we're gonna get the drug trade we're gonna keep it like you know streamlined and we're gonna have control and get your money and Don Quinn was like, oh, that's cool. Let me tell you something right now. Like, my son is in Sicily dealing with some false charges, and I want him to come home. I'm a superstitious man. If by chance, you know, like, I don't want any beef because Phil said, oh, how we know? You don't do anything. My son said, <laughs> you do something to me. I need guarantees. Martinez like, you know, the guarantees. We got a word. Phil said, like, no, nah, I got to be sure. I know when he gets stronger, he's going to give me the clap back. And that's what I'm going to get a speech. It's like, you know, I'm a superstitious man. If something happened to my son, like, you know, he, he, strangled, he hangs himself in a cell. He gets shot by a cop resisting arrest. Or even get hit by a bolt of lightning. I'm going to hold some people in this name responsible. And that I won't forget. Let him know. He's like, yeah, like, we cool. As long as my son come home. My son come home. You know, we all right. Something happened, you know. No accident. Things ain't gonna be all right. They give him the warning. Everybody hugging, and that's what he tells Tom Hanks, like you know, Tom Hanks. Yeah, Barthini behind all this. He's like, you need to tackle him. Like, tackle the pimp. You can never all fought Santino. Wasn't until now it's Barthini all along. So Barthini was the man pushing everything behind the scenes. He just used it to tackle him to Lasso. Yeah. You but you don't realize that. Until that meeting, because at first you think it's a Pataglia Salazzo versus Pataglia thing, and the other fans are getting there just to keep the peace. But it's like, nah, Barcini pushing them. He's the old ringleader. That's why you spend. That's why you spend all my time. That's why you notice him at the wedding. That's why they focus on him in the wedding. So now it's like, why? Is, why is one guy? The first, like you know, he gets introduced at the wedding. You see him at the wedding. You hear his name. Why? 
Now you know why. Yeah. It was um so very I like the way that how that they structured it to get to that point to so you'd be like, ah, oh, okay. Now I know what's going on. Cause you could have they they left some what nuggets out there for you, but now it's out in the open. Showing there, so Mike's home. And it's funny, you find out Mike is home because Kay out there chilling. And also Mike show up. Oh, Mike, you back. What's up, Kay? How long you been back? Like a year. Or so. <laughs> so. Maybe longer. I don't know. How you doing? Want to get a coffee? I need to marry you. Mike just strolled all in. He's the future when they did this. He is a madman. I've been gone for a year or maybe more. But let's get married, though. I need you. Yeah. Fuck Mike. <laughs> oh, my old girl died. See, in the book, I'm trying to remember the book he told, after he told K about Apollonia. He, I don't think he does in the movie. No, he doesn't in the movie. But I think in the, yeah. In the book, he does. It's like it's a different book when he when he finds. Oh, no, he doesn't in the book. He doesn't tell K about Apollonia until like some later book that Mario Puzo didn't even write, like The Godfather Returns, when they go back to like Sicily and he tells all the stuff that happened. Oh, okay. So yeah, so, so yeah, he only tell K about. Oh, I'm just gone with that. No, no, I'm gonna make the I'm bring the family legitimate and everything like that within three to five years. I'm taking over the family business for my father and stuff. So be with me, K. Like you know, the old ways going out. My dad don't do them anymore. Don't worry about it. So. So they get, they get together, get married, two kids. It's funny how they handle time. It's like, you know, that's how you had, that's how you know time went by. So like, oh yeah, they got two kids. So yeah. Yeah, you know, I didn't even, started, I didn't even pay attention to you just said, yeah, like damn, they, they did just kind of like jump time and now he got <laughs> two kids. I'm like, what? Just keep in mind, it's, when it starts, it's like 46. And then stuff goes on. Then, you know, like I said, Mike was in Sicily for however time frame. Like, they don't, it's funny how, how they handle time. It's like, time goes by, but you don't realize until they say how much time goes by. It's like Game of Thrones. Like, you know, Mike was in Sicily. You don't know how long he was in Sicily. Um, I think book wise, it's like a couple of years. It like he was. It wasn't like he was married to Apollonia for like a month when she died, something like that. So yeah, he was in Sicily for a couple of years. Then gets home, and a year later starts with Kay. So this is like early fifties. So anyway, yeah. So Mike takes over. He's like, you know, Fredo. He ain't gonna do it. Vito, you know, Vito. And then he's wrote like Jim Ross in AEW. So, <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> and like I said, he's been he's just drinking wine, eating oranges at this point. So I, drink, like, you know, I drink more wine than I used to. 
for what I used to. So whole plan is we're gonna relocate to Vegas. We're gonna buy out Mo Green's apartment. We're gonna move our stuff to Vegas. This New York stuff is over. The funny thing is, people are treating it like outside people are treating it like they're running. Like they're getting ran out of New York because the Barzini's in charge now and they're too weak. And they don't realize about Mike. They think, like, you know, Vito about to die. They don't got the power they got anymore. Not really like Mike playing, Mike playing chess, chess. Everybody playing, everybody playing checkers. Because Tessio and Clemenza was like, you know, let us go our own way. Barzini keeps taking our property. Can't fight back. He's like, no. We don't want to fight back. We don't want to give Barzini a you know, excuse to think we beefing. And he's like, you know, he told us when the day would come, we could have our own families. I would never ask you. I'm asking you now. And Vito was like, you know, you trust me? You trust my son? Like, listen, my son. He's like, he's in charge now. So Mike was like, you know, a time, like six months. That's too long, like, motherfucker. Months. <laughs> That's too long. It was like six months, we ain't going to have shit. They clearly are not with Mike. Yeah, because they all know Mike. Which is they true. Think of Mike, especially, especially Clemenza and Tessio. They grow with Vito. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, you know, you don't know too much about Tessio, but if you watch Godfather 2, it's like, yeah, um, Clemenza and Vito was, like, together since they were, like, Mike and Sonny's age. Yeah. Like the their twenties, so you talk about this whole thirty to forty year relationship they got. So he knows we like. So he grew up with Mike, but he don't realize like he don't realize the type of Mike the man Mike is. So Mike has been hiding for a long time, and now it's out. And even now, like Mike, you know, it's like uh, just because we caught this because your dad said you down and you down. I ain't see what you do. You shot a cop. Hope you do. So they don't real. They don't know. So. And he tells like Tom, you know, we move to Vegas. Carlo, you're gonna be our point man. We go out there because you know some people. Like I guess he's from Vegas. He's like, oh, thanks, Mike. You know, Carlo cooled down. He ain't hitting Connie no more. Hmm. Yeah. I guess that whole old Sunny Jive thing kind of cooled him. That's what, that's what people think. And like Tom, he's gonna be our lawyer. He's gonna be consigliere. Like you know, this, you know, you're not a wartime consigliere. I need you for the business. You out. Mike, I can help. He's like, you know, it's reasons I can't explain. I can't get into why you have to be separate from this. Do they explain it in the book? Kind of like, you know, Tom, Tom has to have his hands clean. That's what they... Stuff, so like some illegal stuff. Do they go into detail about the book? Why I was so like, nah, you out. Yeah, Tom. but all you gotta do is watch Godfather 2. Okay, I thought they went yeah. to it more than that. But, alright. Oh, they go, they go into it in the book. They do. But uh, watching Godfather... But watching Godfather 2, it's the whole thing. Like Tom has to be insulated. Gotcha. In a book, they go into the whole thing about how it's a, you know, Tom understood, but it's a better way of saying no than saying you out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, then it's a whole speech between him and his dad. Like, you know, what's wrong, Pop? Because it's like, you know, make sure you check the wires and everything like that. And it's like, whoever... Brings a meeting of peace between you and Barzini. That's the traitor. That's what they, you know, because dad knows how things go. It's like, you know, what's wrong, Pop? 
you know, I wanted more for me than this. Like, you know, I had to live a certain life. I don't make any excuses. I just didn't want to be under, like, you know, being a, a puppet on some string of some big shop, be some fool. I want to take care of my family. And I had to do certain things, and it's my life. I Like, I ain't sorry for it. I don't apologize for it. That's how it was, you know. I knew Stunny was going to be involved, and Fredo. Uh, it's Fredo. <laughs> well, I never, I never wanted this for you. I wanted more for you, you know, Senator Corleone, Governor Corleone, you know. I want you to be the one pulling the strings, like a Pesnovate, another Pesnovate, like a big shot. And Mike's like, you know, it is what it is. It'll be okay. Mike's kind of resigned to the fact, like, you know, life is what life is life. Still got my kids. So we'll see how that grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, yeah, so, oh, I think that's another depressing thing about watching three, too. But all right, go ahead. Yeah, so they go to Vegas. And he better, and you see Fredo out there. Fredo on his jiggle status with um, Jack <laughs> when they got a band there. Like, what you doing? I'm here for business. Fredo. It's like Rocky Three. Fredo is old. His fucking uh, Jay Z. What was the video he was wearing the shiny suit in with Babyface? The baby, like Jay Z, a Babyface song? I can't think. Of it. He had a, like, a suit just like my, that. My, son, my son, Sunshine. Sunshine. <laughs> I, I knew it was going to. I was wondering how long it's going to take for you to just study this podcast. Like, oh, you know, it's like Jay-Z. <laughs> Did you ever say I had to sully this podcast? Yeah, it's like Jay-Z in this part. Jay-Z, Jay-Z, Jay-Z. Uh, you just don't understand. Okay, yeah. you know. I was just stop bringing them up. Right oh, now. I do. Oh, I don't understand well, how much you like Jay-Z. Oh, I think I do. No. No, 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 don't do that. It's just jokes. Relax. All right. you be better if I just use Lupe Fiasco for an example of everything? Really get you upset. You're going to have a new co-host. They get there and Fredo ain't shy no more. Fredo out there with all the women and things like that. Mike's like, he's here for business. Get these women out of here. He's like, oh, pretty like, oh, you got these women? You know they're here for you. Do what? Mike, I'm married with kids. What's going here? Like, Mike, like, see, Mike is more like his dad than Sonny and Fredo. Mike ain't trying to do that whole side woman stuff. Yeah, he ain't that type. Yeah. Fredo, like, all right, y'all here. All right, come on, scram! That always gets me. It's like, you know, where's Mo Green? Oh, Mo took the call. When you got here? I'm here, call him. I mean, why? Why he went for Mo Green, talked to Johnny Fontaine, like, you know, appreciate anything you did for the family. You're like, oh, I can do, you know, anything for my godfather, what's up? You know, moving in the casino business, trying to get, like, some shows again, because, like, entertainment brings in the money. So, you know, you do five shows a year. Maybe you can help my friends, you know, some of your friends are the same. So he's on this whole, he's on the residency tip. It's the Wayne Newton thing way back in the day. Yeah. No, man, so I got you. And Celine Dion and J-Lo and Britney Spears are doing that's the whole thing. It's why I like ready to retire to Vegas, make money for like five. That's the thing about how much money they've been making. You just work in Vegas for like five to ten years, just get paid. 
Mm. You're not going to tour. You ain't got to travel. It's like being an impact zone, but you get paid. Lovely. Money. I'll be nice. You get it. And you know, Fontaine like cool. Anything, anything for you, Mike. Anything for my Godfather, no problem. Because Johnny Fontaine probably easy money. So, yeah. Me and my Mo Green show up. <laughs> Mo Green. Mo Green came in happy, left out heated. What's going on, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, anything we copy, you know, we on copy. We got some seats, you know. Doing all right. It's a buffet. Get some chips. Hop into the room. Anything you might walk out the hotel. I'll buy you out. Green light. What kind of joke is this? You don't buy me out. I'll buy you out. I swear. You, you, you gave me y'all just unbelievable. <laughs> Boy, the Italian plan is insane. So I'm about, I do you a favor. That's how you're paying me. You buy me out. I take in your brother Fredo. You take, like, no. you take care of my brother by smacking he him around. Paid you, he paid you for that. And you have protection from the Molinari family. That's why you did it. We helped the casino. Talking about, you know, no casino losing money. You think I'm skimming off the top, Mike? So you tell it all yourself. Yeah. And. Fredo's like, you know, oh, don't worry, Mo Green's a cool guy like that. Don't worry about it. What's wrong, Mike? He's like, is that why you smacking him around? Fredo got this book like, oh, oh shit. Mo Green's like, look, it's business. You know, sometimes I'm running up, I'm running a business here. I'm trying to, you know, I got such a straight. You know, somehow this thing happened. Repeats his, Michael repeats himself. Getting them straight is smacking around my brother. Huh? So he's like, Straight my brother out. <laughs> no, look, he give like, oh, that's his show. So straight my brother. He like he was begging cocktail waitresses two at a time. People couldn't get their drinks and late. I'm like, damn. Fredo was wild now. I hope he had penicillin. <laughs> I would believe he did. I'm absolutely sure he did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, that's the thing. You know, you know, you treat your family different than anybody else would. But when somebody else is fucking with your family, it's a whole different vibe, man. It's like, nah, this shit ain't gonna fly. Yeah, so it's kind of like, I'm Mo Green. I was making my phones while you still thinking cheerleaders. And then, you know, you know, I get ran out. You try to take over my place. Yeah, I suck the part scene. He said he made me a duck at the keep the hotel. So he's looking at so he's looking at Mike like, oh, y'all running scared. Y'all trying to bully me. Y'all getting bullied. Fuck all that. I'm more green. He's like, all right. I'll leave in the morning. I had my answer, you know, I had my answer then. Yeah, more green pissed off, you run. And then Fredo. Mike, you don't talk to a man like more green like that. <laughs> What is wrong first with you? Like, <laughs> first, he was like, no, first, like, Tom called uh, to call my dad straight this out. He's like, you know, dad, some retired, Mike's in charge. And Mike is like, Fredo, you're my brother, and I love you. Don't ever take sides against the family again. Well, he did tell him. <laughs> mm hmm. Yeah, that's. These words got a whole 
should we consider what happened to Godfather too? <sighs> so that's going on. Meanwhile, Vito, it's nineteen fifty-five. Vito chilling with you know, playing with Mike's son, grandson. Sharing with the orange pill. Oh, you have water? You still the water. And you running around chasing them, playing games, and have a heart attack. Die. And grandson nudged him. Ah, ah. And I guess he realized he dead. He run against somebody. It's like that gotta be traumatizing. Your granddaddy died. Yeah. I don't know if you're old enough to know what death is, but you're old enough to know oh, something wrong. Yeah, I remember yeah, him falling is. out. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, they had a funeral. Everybody's there. Barthini's there, looking all smug. I kind of paid my respect, smoking my cigarette. And yeah, every time I was, it's just weird because you don't see anymore. These people just puffing cigarettes everywhere. So, man, where they at? Weddings, restaurants, men, women. <laughs> Them. So. Yeah, that was that was that was. I remember, I remember when it used to be a time where you would uh, go to fast food restaurants, and that's it would just be full of smoke. And I was little then, but I still remember that. Gross. Uh, uh, I ain't trying to smell yeah, no smoke was, eating a Big Mac. I was not a fan. <laughs> I was not a fan going places like that. So, uh, but anyway. What was I about to say? So anyway, they had a funeral, and they're like, you know, everything prepared, and then who shows up about the meeting? Like, cause remember his dad was like, somebody come to with a meeting for peace, and they did. They go, there's a traitor. And who it is? Tessio. Yeah, but he didn't want to meet together, work out details of peace. He's like, oh, he came to you? Like, yeah, Mike. You can do it in my place. I, I deal with security. He's like, all right. So. Tom was surprised, like, I figured it'd be Clementa. And he's like, nah, it's a smart move. Tessa was always smarter than Clementa. <laughs> so, that's, so, yeah, it's kind of like, I guess Tessa couldn't wait. He got to take care of himself. So he, he figured Mike's weak. Because keep in mind, how many years is it going on with Barzini basically being, like, you know, number one? And everybody was talking, they're going to run, you know, they're going to be running away. And you get asked, you know, can you be the godfather of Carlo Baby? Because Kay was like, oh, Connie, want to ask you something? Is she afraid to? Because I guess everybody would kind of like, Carlo been on pins and needles since Sonny died. Like, oh, be the god, you know, can you be the godfather? Because baby, so like, yeah, I'll be godfather. And, you know, I'll meet Barzini to Taglia. Most subtle things. All family business. So, all family business. They got the church and the baptism, and you see this cop. You see this dude laying out a cop uniform. He's another guy putting a submachine gun. See fat ass Clemenza going up a flight of stairs. <laughs> they should have had that man doing something else. He should have been going all them damn stairs. See somebody else, you know, getting a haircut. Meanwhile, I keep getting juxtaposition with the, you know, father, the son, the Holy Spirit. Oh, out Satan. Mo Green getting a massage. I do. Oh, yeah. We're going to get to the you know, Mo Green getting his massage. And I forget about Mo Green. <laughs> Word. They ain't forget about Mo Green either. <laughs> Mike, 
Oh, you know, he renounced taking all his acts. I do. Yeah, he might. Nobody else do. Yeah. So, basically, Phyllis Taglia dies. Mo Green getting the massage. He looks up, gets shot in the eye. Eyeball gone. He's dead. Um, Strashi Cuneo died. Some one group gets gutted. Some I don't want, I don't know which one it was. Was in the bed with his woman. Like that woman minding her business. <laughs> Gun down in the bed with with the old boy. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, men's the way to the um elevator room opens. He's shooting everybody in that elevator. Shotgun. Zoom. Miles get caught in the um, spinning doors. That's why I see, see Wonder Woman. You making fun of her. Come out. I can get these doors. She jumped through. She was smart. You walk through, they might get locked. <laughs> <laughs> get shot. And then the funny one is what happened with Barzini because the guy pretended to be a cop. He writing a ticket. Like, what the world is going on with this? I get this guy out of here. He's like, he's getting the key in the car like Right, he writing a ticket. It's all fake. Soon Barzini come out. So he shoot the two people at the car. Barzini try to run up the stairs. Homie, bat. sharp shooter. He get on one. That's how you know he trained. He get on one knee, points up, wow, twice in the back. All the way up to like from a rocky step. Oh, how guy. So this dude is Al Neri, and he's like you know Mike's main enforcer, anything like that. He's the dude that kills Fredo in Godfather too. they on the boat. Yeah, okay. So he's like, you know, he's basically Mike versus the Kaprosky. He has a whole backstory in the book. Like, he was a cop, and he went to jail because it was like he was this rough cop. This dude had cut up some girl, and he he hit the dude in the head with a flashlight and killed him. So he ended up going jail time. He's like, you know, he, he feel betrayed. Like, I'm just out here trying to do my job. They punish me for being, you know, Caring for the people. Yeah, I'm a little rough. I hit someone with a flashlight, but he was a thug. So apparently Vito Corleone hears about it. He does some stuff to get him out of jail early, treats him well, and everything like that, and as a part of the family. So that's so now this is Mike Lucas You don't know any of any of this by watching the movie. You don't even know who this guy is. This one this character is one of the whole thing like if reading a book, he's a lot more important than watching the the movie, like, he's just a guy dressed up as a cop. So, anyway, all Mike enemies did. Oh, something else that's missing. Remember the guy that blew up the car in Sicily that killed Apollonia? Yeah. Yeah, in the book, they get him, too. Good. Yeah, because he had moved to, like, America had, like, a pizza shop. All business is taken care of. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, so the only one one loose and left. Carlos. Oh shit. Because <laughs> you know. But first, before we get to Carlos, Tessio's like, oh, we gotta get a meeting. I'll take you know, Mike be late and I'll take cars. Let's mess up my plan. He's like, I'll have to take a different car too. And they all surround Tessio, Tessio knows the deal. He'd been around long enough what's going on. He's like, you know, tell Mike what a person I always liked him. Sure I will. And then Tessa's trying to reach to grab the gun. He's like, 
you get me off the hook. Oh, time's sake. Can't do it, Sally. Can't do it, Sally. And it's funny, Tom Hagen, they, Tom Hagen got like a resigned smile. Like, he ain't bad. He understand what it's like, you know. Yeah, sorry. Chester still kind of know. It's like, yeah. I made a, I made a decision. He just got to stand. Look like I tried. <laughs> yeah, you you made a wrong decision. Yeah, it's like it might Tom Brady might have that face when he on the me on the Buccaneers this year. <laughs> oh shit! You know, he had the <laughs> Can you get me off the hook? He get knocked. He yeah. Oh, he called Belichick. <laughs> Can't do it for you, Tommy. <laughs> so, he, so he gone. He's a gone. He's a goner. You don't see him die, but that's where he's going. So now for Carlo, he's like, you gotta ask for Santino. Yeah, I know you played a little farce with my sister. You really didn't have to go full Carly on me. Right. Carlo is bone because Carlo's thinking he got away with it. He gonna be part of the group or anything like that. And as soon as Mike come in, they all staring at him. He know. He off the phone. He looks. He's like, yeah. Let's admit what you did. You know, tonight I said, you know, I like out Barzini's dead. So it's Philip Tataglia, Mo Green, Stracci, Cuneo. They got to the all family business. So don't tell me you're innocent, Carlo. Admit what you did. Like, who put you up to it? Was it Barzini or Tataglia? Carlo, Get him, get, get him a trade. Like, get him a trade. You think I'm gonna make my sister a widow? Hell yeah! Oh yeah, I knew it was make over. A, Godson, they gonna make my godson an orphan? You know, like relax. Just tell me who it is. Don't lie to me. Who was it? It was Barzini. Barzini was busy. That was plotting, plotting. He's like, all right, get him out of my sight. Thinking he's gonna drive, and it's the funny thing. It's like they get in the car. And everybody's chilling like, oh, move over, you know, right behind Carlo. So they driving. And Clemenza strangles Carlo. And then they start driving away. And his feet sticking out the front window. Yep. I don't know where the fuck they were going, but hey, fuck it. I guess they assume a cop ain't going to pull him over. This ain't Sin City. Yeah. I, well, I, the more- I, I always want that. The more I think about it, Ned, he might have had another car to, or somewhere just to dump him at. So. I would hope so. But I'm like, I'm just wondering where they, what the, they just driving, <laughs> driving to New York with a foot to the front window. You see a cop go, oh, that's that wild Corleone family. <laughs> just another day with some legs out of a car. And Connie comes back. Where's Michael? You killed my husband. You know, good lousy bastard. You playing for Sunny. Everybody playing for Sunny. But I know you didn't think about me, Michael. You just waited for Daddy to die so nobody could stop you. Your husband's a murderer. You know, good lousy bastard. <laughs> you worry about me. You're my husband. My husband. Mike trying to hug her. She's like, I'm mean. Like, then, KS. He's like, oh, because he's like, you know, you hear your husband? You read the newspaper, all the people died. Your husband's a murderer. Okay, he's like, is it true? Don't ask him about my business. I told you not to ask my business. Is it true? Enough. <laughs> That's the one time I might get mad. 
And it's like, yeah. The only people who get might get mad when it involves the safety of K and his family or when K pisses them off. Cause he don't even get he get he don't even shot at Fredo. The only time he get riled up involves K. Even for safety or when she pushes buttons. He's like, man, he's like, all right. This one time I was yes my mom business. And then kind and then he asked, you know, he killed Carlo, he and he lied like nope. He's like, oh, I'm glad he's like that. And then they come in. Now they call him Don Corleone kissing the ring. And Kay kind of realizes, well, she's really married. And the door closes. And he's like closing off like her from that life. Yeah. Movie. That movie in. Because what you see here is now you're going to see uh, Connie, a whole different Connie. What would you say in the second one? Acting out? More, like you know, one? yeah, the yeah. second one, she becomes like yeah, she, angry. Got afraid of syndrome. She just, like, bet she had got married a second time and got divorced. Yeah, now she on like husband. She about to be on husband three. He said, like, "I need money." <laughs> he is just the bank account now, uh, and and uh, uh, Kay is just she just realizing what she got finally, into. You know, Connie finally gets her stuff together. Everybody end of two. When it's like, all right, we gotta be a family. Cause by the time you get to part three, Connie is like, yeah, she, she, Adrian. Like oh yeah, five. he is. He needs a mother to take. He needs somebody to take care of him because he pushed everybody away. Yeah, now, now they fear. Now they'll fear you. Maybe I should fear you. I remember that. Like Connie, a whole completely Connie, like the Iron Will matriarch for part three. No, why is time? No, cause part two coming. K is like. Yeah, you gonna you gonna be straight five years ago. This is like ten years later. You still talking about legitimate? <laughs> and she just had enough. And then the whole point is when she had an abortion. It's like I'll never bring another one like you. Life. He won't ready for that. But we'll get there. He was not ready to hear that get shit. There, but yeah, and poor and poor Fredo. Oh shit! That is like my favorite part from two because I understood exactly what he was saying, but man, it was just funny. So I'm just picking, I'm just catching Mitchie Bisky saying that. Yo, I was just talking about that with somebody else. I was like, it's not even like it's his rookie. Like that's his first deal, and they just like, nah, that's all right, bro. We ain't even chancing it with you. <laughs> we, we, yeah, we look at the other we'll, options. We'll, we'll, let, yeah, we'll let you prove it. Yeah. I'm going to motivate me to make more money. All right. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a uh, Godfather one. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this with uh, Carlos and all the Patreon, uh, everybody on Patreon, because this will be exclusively on there. So uh, what we'll do is next week we will be bringing you guys part two, and then we will be going back to having it. Everybody can listen to the episodes. So. And then we'll just be doing once, 
one episode, one movie. No, what we be doing then? No, I'll take that back because we got two Eddie Murphy movies to do. So that means in July, we'll be doing one movies. So May and June, you get two from us. Hmm. And yeah, if you've seen it, yeah, I changed the Patreon page. So if y'all seen it, y'all know the rules now. And I changed it already. So it's one movie. Two hours and 15 minutes is the limit. Because I looked. I had to look at certain movies. I was like, oh, this movie two hours and seven minutes. Oh, this two hours and six minutes. So I brought it to two hours and 15 minutes. That's the limit. Because ooh, these uh, Godfather movies are a lot. And you know, they just detailed. It's not that they're bad. They're just the scenes are long. And it's like, from what you're saying, it's a humongous ass book. So got a lot of shit to put in there. So on that note, um, yeah, if you're on the Patreon, we don't need to give all the other things. You know where to follow us at, and you're probably already following us. So, yeah, um, until next week, we're going to get out of here. This is our Godfather number one. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, so, yeah, peace out.